powder your face with sunshine Put on a great big smile Make up your eyes with laughter The Esoteric Order of Role Players present The Big Hoodoo by Bill White, with Jen Pearson as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. There it goes. And it's on. What about this other thing here? That's on. It doesn't have a light, which is very disconcerting, but you just have to believe. They couldn't put an LED on there? Three cents. Three cents. I know. (laughs) But I think, yeah, if I check the... uh, Yes. Yeah. It, it it does have a it does have a bar. Say something, Jen. Um okay, so this this adventure is called The Big Hoodoo, written by Bill White. Okay. And you're yeah. Let me put you in the picture. Oh, we are okay. in the well, 19 we're, we're in the 1950s. Okay. The year is 1952. It is June 19th, 1952. Okay. Wow. It's the early 50s. The Second World War has only been over for 7 years. Okay. 60% of the US population owns a vehicle. US wow. families most most of them don't have a, a car. You've got uh, McCarthy's red-baiting witch hunts are in full swing. Um, the uh, Rosenbergs have been found guilty of delivering atomic secret, secrets to the Soviet Union and await their execution. Harry Truman is president. On television, which is only available in black and white to 34% of American households, hmm. I Love Lucy and Dragnet have just ended their first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty early. Mm-hmm. So, Bob Heinland and his wife Ginny have briefly returned to the West Coast from their new home in Colorado on the first leg of a tour around the world paid for with money earned from Bob's work on the movie Destination Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, and, and in this time period, uh, rocket ships were thought to be complete lunacy until yeah. World War II, and then they were seen as pretty important. But so yeah, you've so gone from complete wackadoodle lunatic <laughs> to, hey, this stuff is pretty good for fighting. Everybody talking about rockets. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is so. weird to think about, like all the things that we're thinking, like, what? <laughs> well, that's crazy. And it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah. I guess we really need to use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, the Heinlands are in San Francisco visiting with Bob's friend, Tony Boucher. Mm. Oh, you're Ta-da-da. Tony. All right. Oh. Renee. Played Who by is Renee. Played by Renee. A writer and editor of fantasy, horror, and science fiction. Okay. You are a science fiction aficionado who has become one of the founding editors of the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. Rising young talent, Phil Dick. Hey, by David. Damn. Is Boucher's protege. And you have just started attracting attention for your intensely introspective and reality-bending science fictional imagination, and you are considering giving up your job as a record store clerk to work on writing. Mm-hmm. Don't give up that. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> yeah, I can be an angry record store clerk. <laughs> okay, so as this, so as you all are in the Los Angeles area. Where, where in Los, or Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles. Um, you, you learn that brilliant but bizarre rocket scientist Jack Parsons died two days ago. Oh, 
He was killed in his own makeshift garage laboratory by the oh. a, yeah by the accidental explosion of a volatile chemical, mm. or so the Pasadena police are going to conclude after what will seem to be an open and shut investigation. Mm-hmm. Of course, the newspapers are having a field day with the eccentric scientist's dabblings in the occult, his association with the diabolist Aleister Crowley. Oh shit! Yes. Fucker again. There he is. Damn. He just shows up. He he's just everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah. For Durabo. Mm-hmm. And his outlandish theosophical writings, no one in their right mind seriously believes. Oh, that was very loud. That's right. That Parsons' death has any other cause than his simple, careless handling of some dangerous chemicals. Parsons was an absolute expert in all chemicals for explosion his whole life. That's all he devoted himself to. So okay. it's similar to a doctor accidentally cutting himself death with his own scalpel. So that makes no sense. It makes zero sense. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> really drunk. Exactly. Chemicals. If you live by the chemical, you die by the chemical. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, no. Bingo. That used to be This is very distracting. And then I'm playing Ginny. You're Ginny. Heinlein. I'm Robert. Okay. Bob. 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 Good old Bob. He's finally yeah. making a doski. Okay. Okay, so there's a... Uh, so that's really weird to what? have him die of that. Like, it's shocking. That's, that's not... He was that's, young. Okay. You think he's still in his 30s. Oh, gosh. Yeah, all of a sudden. That's weird. Yeah. That's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an article okay. published yesterday in the Los Angeles Times. Mm-hmm. Oh. Rocket scientist killed in Pasadena explosion. Rather, I'm going to read it out louder than pass yes, it around. Yes, that's fine. Yes, Absolutely. That's a brilliant Pasadena rocket propulsion expert... Met death in an explosion that ripped apart his garage laboratory yesterday, and as a tragic aftermath, his mother committed suicide oh, by oh, taking sleeping pills what? immediately oh. after learning of his death. Oh, holy oh, shit! John Parsons, 31! 31! What? Wow. A former Caltech scientist and instructor, and yeah. one of the founders of the school's famed Arroyo Seco. Jet Propulsion Laboratory mm. was killed when two explosions occurred almost simultaneously. Okay. Uh, his laboratory was demolished, a laboratory on the grounds of the former Bush estate at 1071 South Orange Grove Avenue, Pasadena. Parsons' mother, huh. Mrs. Ruth Virginia Parsons, 58 of Glenarm Street, Pasadena, took 45 pills. Whoa. 45. 45 wow. after she was notified of her son's death. Uh, so about an hour after the explosion. Parsons was recognized as one of the foremost authorities on rocket propulsion since leaving Caltech in 1946. He had been employed as a consultant by many firms. His brother-in-law, Robert Cameron, 28, of North Rampart Boulevard, told newsmen Parsons and Dr. Theodore von Carmine had founded the Caltech Jet Laboratory in Arroyo Seco. The explosives expert was preparing for a trip to Mexico on a job assignment, the nature of which was very secretive. Cameron said Parsons was last employed by the Burmite Powder Company in Tujunga. Is that correct? Tujunga. 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 Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're right there. Yeah, good. I, I live like five minutes yeah. from Tahunga and yeah. like 15 minutes from JPL. So. Yeah. Parsons was apparently packing bottled explosives in a box to take with him on the trip today when the explosion occurred. Uh-oh. It was followed immediately by a second larger explosion 
setting off other explosives stored in the room. This is according to Pasadena Police Lieutenant John C. Elliott. Four tenants residing in the building above the garage laboratory were uninjured, but were routed from their apartments. Salvatore Ganchi, an artist who occupied the unit directly above the laboratory, said the blast ripped a, ripped a large hole in the floor and broke the leg off his grand piano. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the bodies of Parsons and his mother were taken to the Turner Stevens Mortuary in Monrovia, where a wake will be held tomorrow at 3 p.m. The bodies have already been... I mean, yep, the bodies are cremated. Boom. Well, you know what? Yeah. What, what was, was left, left of yeah. right? Sure. Of Jack. Yeah. So here we are. So it's a double wake. Yeah. That's okay. freaking horrible. And Is he it? has a wife, right? Marjorie Cameron. Marjorie Cameron. Well, he has. Yes. He's with her at the time. I mean, he's with. He's in a relationship with Marjorie Cameron ah, at the time okay. of his death. I don't know if they're actually legally married. Oh, you mentioned a brother-in-law? Um, brother, brother-in-law, that's Marjorie's uh, brother is Robert. Robert Cameron? Robert Cameron. Okay. Mm. All right. All right, this is a character-based investigation, so uh, it's it's more about exploring what you got than trying to get from point A to point B to point A to point B. Okay. 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 All right, here we are. We are in a car, and we are driving to the wake. All, All right. of us. I was just about to ask if we're invited. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're showing up anyway. Mm. So, right. so I've I've come down from the Bay Area and have met up with um, Tony. With Tony, yeah. yes. Because he's like your mentor, right? Yep. Right. Yep. So he is like mentoring you in writing. Yep. Okay. Right. And okay. then and then Tony knows the Heinleins. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah, pretty pretty big stars. You're all driven down together from San Francisco to attend a wake for Jack Parsons. And uh, that you are, you're staying at the Aztec Hotel in Monrovia. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, there's some stuff in here about driving. I'm not going to be playing that portion of the game. I'm going to use those driving points that you have towards other things that are more fun. <laughs> you, you don't want to take us through the reality of Los Angeles traffic. I don't think that would be... I won't... No. Well, no. Couldn't have been as bad as it is now. Everything was like good. Laptop yeah. Then, so oh, it's, they didn't have the interstate. It's underdeveloped. Like, it's, yeah, so. there, there is, in fact, a significant road, which I'm not going to... Uh, trouble, trouble to remove. It's uh, it's got to be done on foot. So that's for next time. Okay. To get to the way? No, to, oh, forget that. <laughs> forget I said anything. <laughs> I am the way. I don't know you're talking about. No, yeah. and you don't need to. I am no. the way to a city of woe. Oh. All right, you're driving up, driving up to the Live Oak Cemetery, following an oak lined driveway curving past rows of white headstones, stretching off in every direction. You pull into the parking lot where a man in a cheap suit, lanky, bespectacled, paperback with a lurid cover in his hand, stands awkwardly oh, by Jesus. his car, looking expectantly towards your approaching vehicle. Uh-huh. Oh. oh shit, somebody mutters. It's Forey Ackerman. Oh no. Alright. Now we're in it. Alright. Ackerman peers at your car until you get close enough. Um, he recognizes you. He raises a hand in greeting. I wanted to pay my specs in there. Jack was one of us. 
but I'm nervous. I'm glad you fellas are here. Can I tag along with you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what do you guys think? Hey, Bob. Space in the car? Bob. Sorry, pal. <laughs> you're here already. Come on out. Car's full. No, you're here already. <laughs> Car's out. You're, everybody get out. Yeah, we're, we're getting out. We're getting out. Oh. I'm there already. He wants to follow us. Hey, Bob, how was the drive down? You staying long? Where's your hotel? <laughs> Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob. You know, I love Destination Moon. Thanks, Ori. Those bone still backdrops are top notch. I didn't have much to do with that part of it, but. Ah. Um, the Jack did, so, and we, that's why we're here today to talk about Jack. Oh, and yeah, Jack. person he was. And sad. It's really sad. Um, yeah, so I think we should focus on that today. Oh, Jenny. Yeah, okay, Jenny. I guess. Just I guess about priorities. I guess you're right. Saying. I guess you're right. Oh, Phil! Phil! Oh, Phil! Mr. Ackerman? You wrote the little movement! And beyond lies the wub! Yes, I did. Yes, I, I love did. those stories. They're so twisted. Well, thank you. You'll have to come over to the Acker Mansion and sign my copies. Uh, Acker Mansion? Yeah, my Acker Mansion. Yeah, the Acker Mansion. Oh, God. It's all What's up? It's a ridiculous pun. <laughs> Acker Mansion. It's loaded with my Siffy stuff. All my little models and my signed books. And... That sounds pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob, we should go over there. Don't you think? <laughs> now, Jenny, what have I told you about encouraging you? <laughs> Don't feed the trolls, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Now I hand it to you. You're, yes, okay. in the foyer let's of the funeral home. Okay, yeah, let's just keep walking. Let's who keep walks walking. in the door first? Let's roll to see who yes, walks yes, through yes, the door oh, first. Okay. Highest roll Looks wins. Like Oh, you I don't have a die. Oh. You need a die? I, uh, D6. Here you are, dear. Where's my bag? Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's for... Where's my bag? All right, wow. what do we got? I got a one. You're all, okay, you're six. Anybody two, else got a six? Four. Four. All right, okay. you win. Uh-huh. As you're walking in... No doubt because your husband opened the door for you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me see now. The building consists of two low, block-shaped structures of whitewashed adobe connected by an open breezeway. One, slightly larger, is windowless, with a narrow, tapering, cylindrical chimney rising from it. That is a crematorium. Yeah. Oh, dear. The other is cut with half a dozen abstract stained glass panels along the side, giving the impression of religiosity right, without right. any specific denominational right. commitment. Okay. <clears throat> Entering the funeral home, the investigators proceed into a vestibule with stained glass windows on either side. Okay. Okay. You, Ginny, mm-hmm. notice Ed Foreman, uh, well, uh, Ed Foreman is uh, one of um, Jack's childhood friends, okay. and he's an engineer. Okay. And then there's Dr. Theodore Van Carmen of Caltech, right. which, is, which is Jack's mentor, mm-hmm. okay? They're standing in the vestibule, okay? Mm-hmm. You walk in, you see Ed Foreman give something to Von Carmen, a small object, like a set of keys or a small piece of jewelry. Okay. Now... Do you have assess honesty? No, you do not. Okay. No. Okay. Does Bob? I do. All right. You'd be coming so right after. Yeah, I'm gonna poke. I'm gonna just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. Look at that. All right. Mm. Bob gets the impression that Ed Foreman is reluctant to give this thing up to Von Carmen. Hmm. That he is pleading or warning Von Carmen about something, and then Von Carmen's reply seems to shock or upset Foreman. Hmm. And then Von Carmen makes an abrupt about face and departs, brushing past you all with a brusque nod. 
Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very huh. Of course, it's not Ruben Redo, it's but. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> that, that's different. All yeah. right, so. Um, Ackerman sounds suspiciously like Agravan. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> too soon. So I'm going to go to Ed. You're going up to Ed? Great. And I'm going to say, I'm really sorry. I know Jack is a good friend of yours. Yeah. And um, um, I'm so sorry about this tragedy. So you're going to try and reassure him, mm-hmm. and that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you notice that Ed looks like he's been through the ringer. Mm-hmm. He is 39. He's loose-limbed and lanky with a long, serious face and large hands. Mm-hmm. The death of his childhood friend has hit him hard. Does, is there any coffee or anything nearby? Like a little... Mm, no, there's no, there's no, it's, it's right. pretty, pretty basic. Okay. Um, you don't understand, um, what it's like to lose someone. And then he starts spilling it. Oh. Oh. He's going to say, um, me and Jack were friends since my family first came to Pasadena. Wow. He was a little rich kid with no friends except wow. me. We needed each other. He got bullied a lot, but mm. I was a big kid and I wouldn't let them get away with it. Mm. We started experimenting with rockets early on, and he was the brains and I was the hands. We were partners in everything. We wanted to build a rocket to fly to the moon. We had one last project we were working on, but that bitch sold him out. Who are you referring to? The grieving widow, that's who. Oh, really? I can't say anymore. It was hush-hush government work. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm at a loss. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll join Ginny. And, uh, so, uh, Van Carmen isn't going to um, stay around? No, no. He's he's got uh, he's got some pretty pretty important business. Uh, he's got something he's got to take care of. He's Is got it some to, of Jack's work? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I can't. Uh, Still hush hush. Yeah, I, I can't say anymore. Uh, cool. Hmm. The FBI and the communism. What? Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, he was tied up in that all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, von Karman or was it Jack? Um, both of them. Huh. You notice that uh, Foreman's face is puffy and bruised, looking like he was in a fight. Oh. Mm-hmm. Parsons. Couldn't find much work in National Security Industries because the FBI was investigating him. And, uh, Did they think he was a communist? He's possibly suspected. Do you know anything about that? I think everyone's a communist these days. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. I just think you would have mentioned something to you about it. He was sort of aloof last time we spoke. And of course, Jack was never the same after Crowley died. Well, all he said was, "We have to get his ashes. We have to get his ashes." Get his did he ever get ashes. those? I don't think he did. No. I mean, why would he want them if he's not even related to him? Well, it's it's black magic. It's all part of the whole black magic thing he was involved in. You know about that, don't you, Jenny? Um, I know about it. I don't believe in it. But oh, well, it's, real. It. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's real. real. Once, uh, after working, I went home and I woke up at midnight and I felt the whole house shake. I looked outside and I saw these lights floating in the sky coming closer and closer. 
They were shrieking louder and louder. I ran inside, I could still hear him. I thought I was going to go crazy. The next thing I knew, it was morning and Jack was at the door. He had tears running down his face. Crowley had died. Telegram was right in his hand. Those things I saw were banshees, the spirits of death. We'd call them up somehow. I'll put a consoling hand on, yeah. on his shoulder. Offer him, offer him my uh, flask. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Foreman, uh, Phil Dick, uh, condolences on the loss of your friend. Thank you. You weren't caught up in any of that stuff, were you? Well, hell yes, I was. <laughs> If I caught up, you mean up to hearing it, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Jack and I were, were together in everything. We're together. Oh. Through the thin times and the thick times. So I'll come one day up and, um... About your... Sorry about your loss. Um, is that how you got the, uh, bruises? Looks like you got a few marks on your face there. Uh, is that from the black magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, this has nothing to do with the black magic part. Uh, 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 oh, okay. Disagreement with someone? Yeah, well, kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. Did you see a doctor about that? No, I'm fine. God, I'll be fine. I just want to make sure you're okay. No, I'm fine. Did that have to do with Jack? Uh, no, 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 no. You were getting, you were getting fights a lot? That bitch may have may have set me up. The bitch may have sent me up. That's all I gotta say on the matter. And then he stumbles oh. into a chair and buries his face in his hands. Mm. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. This guy's on the edge. He's a mess. Yeah, he's a big old mess. You're in the morning chapel. All right, so I'm gonna try to. <laughs> They're there, like yeah. on the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you take a seat? Why don't you take? He's a seat? in the seat. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's in yeah. the seat. He's taking the oh, seat. So, uh, he's taking another seat. Take another seat. Yeah. So, yeah. So I look around for like water or anything to give him something to drink. All right. So there's probably you know one of those glass canisters upside down, one of those little, little cone cups. cups. Okay. Mm. So I'm gonna find something like cups. that. I'm yeah. gonna bring it to him. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the? There's plenty, plenty to go. All right. All right. Wow, this I'm looking for some more of uh, Jack's, you know, friends. Absolutely. Now you're in the morning chapel. Leaving the vestibule through the archway. Mm. You follow a long hallway that runs the length of the building. About halfway down, an easel festooned with the wreath of flowers stands outside the open doorway. Oh, man. Bears a sign that reads, In Memoriam, Marvel Whitesides, John Parsons, 1914 to 1952. Marvel Whitesides? Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Before the investigators enter, yeah. okay, you see a morning chapel with the large stained glass window, one of those non-denominational yeah. windows, mm-hmm. and there are two brass canisters. Oh, man. <laughs> there they are. And there's wooden pews on central on a central aisle. Right. Okay. And then Ackerman is still tagging along with you guys. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Who's he talking to? To you. To me! <laughs> Jesus! He says, look, well, there's the widow. Oh, good. Well, I'll go talk to her. <clears throat> By that pair of urns, and that must be her brother next to her. Robert. Oh. Robert Cameron. All right. And then there's a woman with a, a white hair and a strong jaw. She's Jane Wolfe. Okay. She was once a big name in the movie biz, way back when. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she knew Crowley himself personally oh. and helped Jack learn magic. Then there's Jack's ex-wife, Helen. Oh, man. And in front, 
she has her little boy, Quen. And speaking of ex-wives, Bob. Oh, shit. No! Isn't that Leslin over there? No! No! Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I was going to go over and talk to Marjorie, but I don't think I'm going to now. <laughs> Stay with me, Dan. <laughs> uh-uh. But, I think Tony, Tony liked, uh... Oh, no, he didn't. He knows about her. No, never mind. Sorry. Anyway. Okay, so we got, we've got, in the room, we've got Robert Cameron, yeah. Leslin Heinlein, mm-hmm. Marjorie Cameron, Jane Wolf. Is there a way I can go and talk to Marjorie without bumping up against Leslin? Mm, sure. Okay. Leslin? That's her name. Yeah. Leslin. Leslin. L-E-S-L-E-S. Like she Leslin. I'll come with you. It's not a very large room. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, just one second here. Mm. Well, I'm going to well, kind yeah. of sidle up next to Robert. Okay. Mm-hmm. Introduce myself. He's 28. He's a slender young man who greatly resembles his sister, except that his hair is dark instead of red. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's overwhelmed by the circumstances. <laughs> so he looks broken up as well. <laughs> Hello. So not leafy? No, it's good to meet you. It's good to meet you. Addled. There's uh, anything I can do. Oh, Marjorie's very upset. Alright, so I'm going to go. So, Tony, yeah, we'll go talk to Marjorie. Alright, so I'm going to continue this conversation with Robert, and then we'll get to that. Alright. She and Jack were going through a really tough time. Oh, you don't say. Right before the the, uh, death, yeah. Oh, that's tough. The project he was working on for the government was almost finished, and then we're going to go take a vacation. Oh. Try to work things out. Yeah, I've heard about this project. I don't suppose he told you about it. What? The project. What, what do you know about the project? What? what do you know about the project? I'm just talking to how, Mr. How do you know about What are you doing here? Talking Who to Mr. are you? Foreman just earlier. <laughs> um. Um. Hmm. And at that moment, Helen Smith... Mm-hmm. notices the awkwardness mm-hmm. yeah. and she comes in and she says oh it's okay it's okay Philip is a friend we don't have to worry about Philip <laughs> it's gonna be fine Robert everything's fine and so then Robert will continue now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I've, I've been anxious uh, for, for Marjorie you know especially since Jack died so all these strangers are coming around and I feel like I gotta protect her from, I don't know what's going on Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Jack's gone. You know, I know he's been... He's been really excited. Oh, he's dead now. Oh, I can't believe he's dead now. Marjorie's afraid they're coming to take her in for questioning. Goodness. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of days. Marjorie's been beside herself. Having to stay at her poor dead mother-in-law's apartment isn't easy either. Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's awful. I'd say she could stay with me. But it's too cramped in my apartment. And then they got that big trailer in my driveway. Oh, they're never going to go. <sighs> big trailer, huh? Uh, they were going to go on down to Mexico. And uh, I don't know now what we're going to do. I, well, what we're gonna, all, the cards are, all the cards are in the air. 
Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I don't suppose he had a will. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. presuming Marjorie would have a will. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna go talk to Marjorie. Okay. She's 30. Tony, yeah? Yeah, I wanna go. Okay. You gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Tony. Hi there, Margie. Hello, Tony. And I'll give her a hug. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> Are you okay, dear? No, I'm not okay. Are you taking any anything for your you seem very, very out of sorts. Are you sure you should be here today? Oh, absolutely. Of course I should be here. I should be everywhere. Yeah. If I'm here, then I'm there. Okay. Oh. Someone's <laughs> making her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Leslin comes up to you, Bob. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Oh. Well, I'm unpleasantly surprised by your presence here, Bob. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Leslie. It's nice to see you as well. Mm -hmm. You can smell alcohol on her breath. Oh, yes, I would imagine so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Short, dark hair. My patrician looks have been ruined by drink. Well. No. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's your fault. He's dead. Whoa. Communicate with you know, We're this, four uh, feet away from each other and okay. eight feet from you two. Okay. Leslie, okay. communicate me with me this reason why it's my fault that Jack is dead. He came to you for help. You pushed him away. Is she getting a little louder? You have to make a stability test. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> stability. She is going straight for the jugular. <clears throat> and you were just expecting to, you know... Just awkward? Just, but... yeah. Mm. Oh, so remember, four better is a success. You can spend stability to give yourself plus one per point spent. Okay. But it's kind of like you're spending against an anticipated loss. So mm. in a case like this, you probably wouldn't want to spend any. Just All right. Let the dice gods decide. Sounds good. So four better succeeds. Mm -hmm. I get a four. All right. You handle it just barely. Muslim, he was dealing with things that were sensitive. And it's not a good time for anyone to be caught up in that sort of thing. Bob, Jack wasn't stuck in the past. Like can some I, people I know. So I want to know if I can hear her like getting more agitated. Oh yeah, she's making a scene. Okay, so I'm gonna head over. She's gonna, making a scene. I'm gonna head over. A scene is being made. Yeah, scene I'm is. Gonna... She is for the scene. All right, so I'm gonna stand next to Bob now. Oh god. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. You just, you just threw water on a grease fire. Uh, yeah. Take some. Take some of the you. black. Yeah. Uh -huh. I can take. Oh it. you, you, you're a redheaded navy slut. <laughs> One over there, another redheaded navy slut. Leslie, you're going too far. <laughs> uh oh. Um, wow. She's pointing at Marjorie there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, that is that is an <laughs> what, awful me? way to me? speak. About, <laughs> that's an awful way to speak about Marjorie. And you obviously are drunk, and you need to either 
leave so that you don't cause any more pain that's already going on here, or you need to shut up. Mm-hmm. So as a neutral third party, I will be approaching, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, come along, uh, ma'am. Well, I, I can take you out for a walk. So perhaps some fresh air will help clear your, your head. And what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a writer. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, here's what I loved about Jack. Jack was actually trying to create a real future for this nation. A better future. Not just right about a tomorrow that's really just a dressed-up adolescent power fantasy. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time I've heard that. I'm sure it won't be the last. Why don't you go with him, dear? Is anybody prepared to make a point spend? Oh. oh, yeah. Let me see if I have any, like, psychology here or anything. I have pharmacy. Could I drug her? <laughs> <laughs> She's already inebriated enough. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Oh, man. I don't want to use flattery or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually don't have any mm-hmm. other personal skills here. Yeah, me neither. So. What about bargaining? Could I? Would that? Ooh. How much do you have of that, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Anything? What, yeah, what's it. under your interpersonal abilities? Hmm. Got to assess honesty, bargain. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I give me a bar- I, I, I take you a bargain and give you an extra bargain if you want a bargain. Yeah. How, how would you bargain with a, with a um, crazy lady? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you go try to talk some sense into this. Reading I don't know. Maybe, um, yeah. I don't know. This is a funeral. Yeah. It's not the place to uh, talk. Don't to try to teach me. I'm an adult. I presume you're an adult voucher. All right, I'm going to use flattery. Yes. Okay. Women, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that. No. I wouldn't say that. You would say that. (laughs) Oh, you navy waves, man. Yeah. You're damn right. (laughs) Work it. I know, I'm trying to figure out the flattery. Work that flattery. Work it. Work it. Okay, so she doesn't want to talk to Marjorie. Hmm. It's your husband's Maybe. ex-wife. <laughs> yep, you can do this. This can be done. Yeah, I know, it can be done. I think the bigger thing would just be to walk away. No, no, no. She, no. She no. no. She's going to start tipping over. No, I'm right. yep. Don't think that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a big floral arrangement right yeah. there. <laughs> Marjorie, I'm sure, um, I'm sure Helen could use your support right now. And you're so good about cutting to the quick in terms of what is important going on right now. So it looks you like gotta she... read on me, that's for sure. Yep. You're so obvious. You're so obvious. <laughs> yes, but so I think it might be way much better. Um, your mm. your your abilities would be better used right now. Talking to Helen. Just um. Bob's an easy target. Hmm. Well. <laughs> I'm right here. I can hear you. I'm I'm right here. So she's going to break down at the tiniest show of kindness. It's going to cause her to flip out and say, and fall fall down crying and say, yes, I was Jack's friend. Yes. We both knew what it was like to be betrayed by someone you loved. Bob. I tried to help him. It wasn't much. I gave him some money. Oh. Mm. He said he needed it as a deposit on surveying equipment. 
that he needed to rent to lay out the range for a rocket he was going to test. Hmm. He used to lay out a range. A range for a rocket, yes. He was involved in a, in a project, rocketry. Well, focus on your friendship with Jack. I'm sure he would be happy to know that you're here today. Oh, my gosh. Let's... Slowly walk away. Yes. Slowly back away. That's what I've learned. Oh, my gosh. Me think. You take her for a walk, but... What, me? Yeah. No, she doesn't like male writers. Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. That was clearly a mistake on my part. Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give her some tissues that I have in my bag. Here's So did, um... Yeah. Marjorie hear any of that? Um... Slut? Did you hear the slut comment? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. She may have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she may have heard she this woman honest, yelling, yeah. but... The word slut was It doesn't... That doesn't bother her yeah, at all. She honestly doesn't she's give one shit about that. Right yeah. Mm. All right. Wow. Well, no more questions for the for the uh, lesson. Um, I'm going to back away less than gracefully and mm-hmm. just sort of mutter her name okay. and then make my way over to Jane Wolf. <laughs> something something Leslie. <laughs> something something Leslie. Okay. I'll follow up. Okay. No one has a follow up for Leslie. Have any follow ups for her? I know. No. Voucher follow up no. for Leslie. All right. I got nothing. Moving on. All right. Oh, yes, no, what? I, I can't. I, I, I'm not in the position to ask her any more questions. You spent the flattery point. I did. I spent it and I, I'm done. No, you can, what? You can ask no. her? Oh, yes, oh, I'm leaving the door. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, it is. So, uh, let's one more thing. <laughs> so the, the, <laughs> uh, just one more <laughs> <laughs> <The> Cigarette. <laughs> you actually did that organically. That's thing. amazing. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> um, how was this... I mean, so you gave him some money mm-hmm. for the, yeah. the land. So, did you ever get to see the range? Did he ever make it? Um, well, I don't know where it was. So, no, I never got to see it. Um, he got a contract. But you, you have to... The Hale Observatory. He got a contract with, uh, with the Hale Observatory for rocketry work. Okay. But I don't know where that was to be. It's funny he wouldn't tell you about that, Bob. Yeah, why don't you know about that? <laughs> yeah, Bob, why don't you know about that? <laughs> okay. He was upset with me after the movie deal went sour. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. He wouldn't you remember all that. You remember that day when the producer uh, wouldn't let me hire him on? Helen Smith, Helen Smith launches herself into this situation. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, a four, a 41, a short, slender woman in her mid-30s. But she's actually 41. She looks younger. Her dark, <laughs> yeah, her dark eyes are alert and perceptive, and she projects an air of quiet concentration when she purses her lip and furrows her brow, which she does quite often. Oh. So she's approaching you. And she's approaching you, Philip. So, Tony, how's the science fiction business? Going really well. Yes. Oh, yeah, it should yeah. be. It should be. Swimmingly, yeah. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear from our old friend Vance Wimple? And Did we? Vance. Now, <laughs> now, there's flashback opportunity here. Ooh, I love flashbacks. Flashbacks. Vance Wimple? Vance Wimple. Um, <laughs> Phil, let's see what you got, and then I'll get to you, Voucher. Phil, do you have 
Okay, what have you got? Art history? No. Oral history. Yes. Oral history. All right, here we go. Do I need to do a spend for that? One point spend. I'll do it. All right. All right. <laughs> you attend a psychohistorical foundation lecture at Berkeley, given right. by Wimpole, on a West Coast tour last year. Last year, okay. The audience is mainly made up of awkward-looking college-age boys. Like Phil. Yes, he's there too. <laughs> Wimpole takes the stage and gives a long, rambling speech about the power of the immaterial soul to conquer the material world, the mind to master the body, and the will to direct the flesh. Three men come on stage. Oh. A young man with broad shoulders, a thin type in his 30s, and a stolid middle-aged fellow with a jolly scowl. They demonstrate the powers of psychohistory. Whoa. The first man, who is a young man with broad shoulders, easily lifts a large steamer trunk that two audience members could barely budge and holds it over his head, Whoa. although with some strain. The second skinny guy balances himself in a handstand atop a folding chair and then acrobatically dismounts. The third, jolly guy, stands immobile while the first picks up a two-by-four and strikes him from behind across his shoulders with it. The two-by-four breaks, and the third man isn't even phased. Feeds of strength! Incredible. Wimpole invites a volunteer to come forward to be psychohistorically assessed on stage. That's all you remember about him. Okay. And what was the topic of this, of this talk? I mean, not the topic, sorry. Where, where was this talk? This was in Berkeley. Okay. Oh, it just did. U, U of B. Yep. Right. He's giving a lecture. Okay, and you, Tony Boucher, mm-hmm. have, um, I know you have cop talk. I have, let's see. What cop? Cop. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll yes, just give yeah, you. I'll just give yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I've got that. Thank you. You remember... A scene in which an angry wimple met you on the street, seemingly by chance. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, in San Francisco, near the close of the war, he angrily confronted you over the character of L. Ron Hubbard oh. in your 1942 mystery novel, Rocket to the Morgue. Oh. I'm the murderer. He's obviously based on me. Any fool with eyes could see it, and you've made me look like a nincompoop. (laughs) You will go on and on about how the Navy brass regard this as a stain upon my spotless record. I will sue you for libel and defamation of character. And you happen to know about your that Wimpole's wartime Navy records show that he was twice relieved of command for overconfidence, Poor judgment and grandiose overestimation of his own abilities and importance. What? <laughs> Most notably, the time when commanding anti-submarine patrol boat, he fired on an island owned by Mexico in the waters south of San Diego, causing a minor diplomatic incident <laughs> between the U.S. and its neighbor. He ended the war as a minor functionary in the intelligence section, performing duties as a military censor. Oh, wow. <laughs> now... Was he using that pen name, or did um, Tony create that name? Tony created that name. You're kidding. Mm-mm. That's hilarious. Mm. Interesting. It is, yeah. isn't it? That wimple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got... And so she asked us if we've heard anything of him or from him? From him, yeah. Have you heard anything from him? I'm going to find my... Find the woman here. Where is she? Oh, the like you're writing. Yeah. Or you're... 
interactions with him? Or right. Let's see. So no, you haven't. You haven't. You would know. We have not. Mm-hmm. But I'm. But I seem to have. Hold on a minute. I'm out of out of order here. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Um. Can't say as I have. No. Well, and then she's going to implore you now. Um, please, tomorrow, please come to my home at uh, 2140 Beechwood Avenue in North Hollywood. We can talk about a matter of extreme importance. Um, or, you know, show up whenever you can. It'll be no trouble. I keep odd hours. Sure. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd love to. Should I bring anything? Um... Bottle of wine. That would be lovely. Okay. Well, this is Jack's ex-wife. This is Jack's ex-wife, Helen Smith. And she has a child. She has a child, Quinn Smith, who is nine years old. He's a solemn boy with short, dark hair and his mother's finely sculpted features. Mm-hmm. He's shy and a little scared. Okay. Is it his first wife? Yes, this is his okay. first wife. Okay. Is that uh, Jack's kid? Unknown. That's a good question. Unknown? Mm-hmm. It's an alien baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a banshee baby. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Does anyone uh, have any oral history? I just spent my last point. No, don't. I don't. I have none. Oral have history? Would that you be have a point of oral history? Interpersonal. Interpersonal. Nope, I don't. Unless it's a zero point spend. Zero point spend is fine. Right. I'll take a zero point. Oh, okay. In that case, I do. All right. Um, Helen, you happen to notice another woman there. Um, <clears throat> she's blonde and uh, much younger. And Helen introduces you. This is my my uh, this is my sister. Oh. And then she has nothing more to say about her. Oh. Uh. Okay. <laughs> and and. Uh, Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Enchanté. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's all I could say right now. That's okay. all I could say right now. Um, is she attractive? I mean, yes, she's very attractive. All right. She's very attractive. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yes, I will definitely. Um, yeah, some other. Yes, we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll meet on that. Make some then. small talk with her. Okay. Um, yeah, did you know Jack very well? Etc. Mm. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Small well, talk became a sudden loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, everybody give me a sense trouble. Difficulty four. Okay. So those are under general abilities. You right. can spend points there to give yourself a plus one for every point that you spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can just leave I'm it up not. to the dice. Uh-huh. So difficulty four means you need a four. I'm glad to four better. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a two. I rolled a one. I rolled a one as well. Three. You. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay. Well, who? All right. Well, you win. But who rolled? You. you. A two. You rolled. You rolled a one. I rolled oh, a one. poor you. Well, you guys both. Okay. Yeah. Omar Garrison. <laughs> Omar Garrison corners you both. I know. Next to the ashtray in the corner by the oh, chair. Gosh. You're okay. pinned, okay? All right, all right. He's a Los Angeles Times reporter. Oh. oh, yes. What do you know about Jack's unusual religious or political activities? Nothing, whatever. Oh. Witch hunt. <laughs> Does he have a press badge in his hat? Yeah, absolutely. Right. He's got a little notebook he's writing into. He's wearing a cheap suit. He's wiry. I know nothing, but I do know that you're being very disrespectful right now. Mm. Ooh. Straight up. 
Yeah. Did Parsons have any enemies that you know of? It doesn't mean uh, he didn't care. Should we go somewhere else? Yes, dear. All right, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Were you aware that Parsons identified himself with the Antichrist? As <laughs> wow. we're walking away, I will roll my eyes. <laughs> What's Helen's wife's sister's name? Sorry. The blonde. Betty. Betty. Of course. I'll turn to Betty. This is the second most awkward wake I've ever attended. <laughs> <laughs> Does she? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, she does. But she's very nervous. Yeah. And she doesn't speak. Trying to set her at ease. You know? mm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Um, I'd the like Antichrist. to approach, uh, after, after the conversations about the Antichrist and the cult, <laughs> I'd like to approach Jane Wolfe. Mm-hmm. Since she, yes. in the, uh, yeah. since she was also in the movie business for a little bit. She is 77 years old, mm-hmm. frail-seeming but steer, still fierce, a hawk-like old woman, still striking in appearance and demeanor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Clothing props. All of a sudden there's, nice. uh, sudden there's something on your head. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. Not a wolf. Uh, I don't believe we've met. I'm, uh... Enchanté. <laughs> Enchanté. <laughs> Robert Hadmore. This is my wife, Jenny. Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Jane Wolf. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you know Jack? Well, of course, we lived together for a while. Oh. Yes. No, no, we all lived together mm-hmm. in this house, this beautiful, beautiful house. Mm. We were members of the same order, the Philemic Order. Yes. He was a great poet, you know. Oh, was he? I didn't he was know a beautiful, that. beautiful man. Mm. It's a shame. I didn't know he was a poet, did you, Bob? I didn't. He never uh, shared any of his poetry with me, just his technical drawings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, you know, I came to Hollywood when I was young, and I could have been a star. Mm-hmm. I gave it all up for Alistair Crowley, the magician. We were in Sicily together for three years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a scarlet woman. I was his muse, his elemental. (laughs) The priest needs the priestess. The magician must have his familiar. Mm -hmm. So what what did you all do in this house when you lived together? Mm -hmm. Not for polite company? Mm, Magical workings, beautiful magical workings. In the backyard. The living room. Where was this house located? And when was this? In Pasadena. Oh, Pasadena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Orange Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it. Yeah, you know, I was, was in a, I was in a film with Mary Pickford. Were you? I was. I was in Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Oh, I think I remember I remember seeing that movie. Oh, yes. I gave it all up for Crowley. I gave it all up. And then Mussolini kicked us out of Italy. Of course. And now I'm here. Well, he would. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to think that. <laughs> people out. That was his favorite thing. <laughs> I saw a great deal of potential in Jack. Yes, we all did. I, yes. I... When he and Helen started coming to the meetings of the Agape Lodge in the late 30s, a great deal of potential indeed. But so young. So dream-ridden. Even after he had been named leader by Alistair, he had no patience for it. Mm. Certainly he was no match for Wilfred Smith. It took Crowley himself managing things 
long distance from London to drive Smith away. Oh, Wilfred Smith was the leader of the Agape Lodge until Jack was installed by Crowley. Was he angry to be usurped in a way? Hmm, probably. I would have been. Yes. Mm. You would have been. I would have been. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, when Vance Wimpole showed up, that was the beginning of the end for Jack. Who is that? Vance Wimpole is the um, husband of Betty Smith. Oh. That woman over there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Vance encouraged Jack's more metaphysical speculations. Jack thought he had found in Vance a kindred spirit, as perhaps he had, though not quite as he might have thought. It turned out that Vance had started sleeping with Jack's girl, Betty. Oh. She was Jack's ex-wife's sister. Right, okay. It was delightfully incestuous. (laughs) (laughs) This was all happening at the same time he and Jack were engaged in the Babylon working, the magical working. Mm -hmm. Jack was torn. He felt jealous and betrayed, just like when Helen left him for Wilfred. Oh. Yeah! No kidding. Get out your flowcharts, folks. Yeah, so Jack to Helen to Mm -hmm. Wilfred. Everybody's sleeping with everybody all the time. Don't get Betty. Nope. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Jack to Betty to Vance. Mm -hmm. Jack needed Vance as his magical scribe. Mm. He thought, and the Agape Lodge was supposed to be a haven for free love. So he had no right to be jealous. It's true. Especially after he'd made peace with Wilfred over Helen. Hmm. With Wilfred over Helen. Yeah, with Wilfred over Helen. So you're mentioning mentioning Helen and Betty. Did Marjorie ever fit into this sort of thing? Oh, yes, of course. She was key to the whole proceedings. Oh. Key. Key. How so? Well... Some say she was called up through a magical working. Some say that she was his... Uh, Jack's Scarlet Flame. Scarlet's Red Woman. Ah, as you were to... Indeed, exactly. Every priest must have his priestess. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, at this point... So I've got every rose has a stone stuck in my Yes. <laughs> That's right. At this point... I love architecture for hours. Bring her back. <laughs> We'll show you tomorrow. Yeah, no, she has plenty more to tell you, but not right in this moment. At this moment, Marjorie Cameron, a striking redhead with skin like cream, pale blue eyes, haunted. She's wearing all black. Okay. Um, She's holding a thin typescript, and she calls for everyone's attention, saying, I'd like, I'd like to read one of Jack's poems. This is one he dedicated to me. And then she reads this in a faltering voice. I remember when I was a star in the night, a moving, burning ember amid the bright clouds of starfire, going deathward to the womb. There is more, but she cannot continue. Her arms fall to her sides, her fists are bald. She bows bows her head in grief. Face collapsing into artless grief. Mm. Her brother Robert puts his arms around her shoulders. Helen Smith goes to comfort her. Cameron angrily and tearfully rebuffs her. Get away from me. You wouldn't help him. You didn't believe in his work. You didn't believe in him. 
Hmm. And now, and now Marjorie has to excuse herself, goes to the restroom to compose herself, and then Jane Wolf oh. takes the podium. Oh. Yes! <laughs> yes! And recites the rest of the poem from memory. Oh. And I dreamed of the great powers <laughs> moving over me. And a voice cried, Go free, star, go free. See the dark home on the wild sky. Goodbye, star, goodbye. Goodbye, Jack. You were in such a great rush to leave us. Anybody got assessed honesty? Oh, wow. Assessed honesty suggests yes. that Wolf is grandstanding. Yeah. Her Ooh. theatricality marks her as glib and insincere and hungry for attention. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> <a> show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, All right. Huh. So, um, yeah. Uh, Cameron returns. Marjorie Cameron returns. Calmer. She's still restless. She's still looking around the room, right. uh, changing position, but she's better. Okay. She's sitting. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, pharmacy. You got pharmacy? Uh, I don't have pharmacy, but I think Bill does. Yep, Bill? I got it. Uh, yeah, she is under the influence of a hallucinogenic of some kind. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Maybe LSD, maybe mescaline. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Um, let's see, who else is here? We've got Jane Wolf, who did that. Omar Garrison. Um, still more for Jane Wolf. Anybody has got that? We got that. I mean, we were talking to Jane. I'm, I want to hear more. Right. So. All right. She so you can come. She, uh, she can come. Yeah, you can come back and start talking to her. Eager for an audience. Yeah, yeah. she wants someone yeah. to speak with. That's for sure. Yes, of course. All right. Um, Jane, that was a, a very moving <gasps> reading of that poem by Jack. Mm. It's um, mm. wonderful to hear his mm. poetry. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Yes, the first time it was, um, I had heard it and it was very moving. Yes. Oh, it means so much to me that you're here. So many kindred spirits surrounding me. I can tell you all are kindred spirits. Oh, yes. Won't you please, please come to the house tomorrow morning for a special oh. service we're having for Jack. I know you'll love it. Oh, It'll yes. be very important. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, Thelma religious... Uh, uh, it's not like this. It'll be a real religious ceremony. Uh, out of oh. character, is that the same thing that Helen... Yes. Okay. It's the exact ah, okay. same event. Okay. Just making sure we're not yeah. double-booking. Nope, yeah. you're not double-booking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought her thing was in the evening. Oh, I've heard. No, Helen was oh, like whenever. It's an all yeah. day. Yeah, she's oh, just okay. whenever you want to show up. We'll right, right, right. will be repeats of the service every half hour. So Omar Garrison oh. <laughs> comes up to oh God, Jane oh. and uh, kind of says, you know, hey, I got the scoop. I got the scoop on, the, on, on this guy. I got the scoop on Jack. He's, he's being an asshole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And says, did you ever see uh, Jack perform any sort of devil-worshipping ceremony or oh ritual? Did you ever hear uh, him mention something called the Babylon working? <gasps> and Jane slips. Oh, yeah. Smack. How very dare you. <laughs> oh, 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 how very. How very. So, 
Whoa. Omar leaves. At yeah, that point. Yes. I think he should. Yeah, he's done. I think after that, I would probably leave too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Jane, is there any? I mean, I mean well, Marjorie, Marjorie seem very um, contentious. Oh, gosh. Is she going to be at this event tomorrow? I would want to. See I doubt it. Have... I doubt that she would show up okay. for that. All um, right. Oh, it's a separate Was thing. she invited? Yeah, no, actually, she was oh. disinvited from that event. Disinvited? Oh, by whom? It was a group. It was a group oh, decision. Oh, okay. No, it was a group decision. Um, yeah, Marjorie and Jack were involved in some rather flamboyant sex magic at the parsonage. Oh. Um, Jack thought that Marjorie was a goddess, and of course, Marjorie is just a woman. Not a goddess. Nothing came of their magic. There was never any moon child produced. There was never any messenger from the outer gods. There was never any being of perfect love. I'm speechless. Yep. Yep. They were unable to conceive. Indeed. Oh, and they tried and tried. They didn't leave that room for weeks. Did Jack ever see a doctor? There was nothing wrong with Jack. Mm -hmm. Did Marjorie go to a doctor? Perhaps. In Nebraska, where she came from, she went to a doctor, perhaps. There was some talk of an abortion. Oh. Long before she met Jack. Long, long before in in the Dark Ages time period. Oh, dear. Yeah. Mm. Wow, this is, there's a lot to Jack that we didn't know about. There's a lot to Jack. Um, there's so much to Jack. You could spend a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Such a shame that he was taken for us so soon. Yeah, it seems odd that he would. His cause of death is is leaving me has left me very per- perplexed. Actually, mm. I'm not sure how he mm. would have been as irresponsible as that when he's. Very, very. He was very familiar with explosives, based on an article of his that I read. Yes, and no, he was a genius. He was that's simply why it just seems so a strange. genius with all types of explosions. He could work things out. He knew. He knew the deep alchemical process of these of these materials. I, I find it extraordinarily hard to believe that he would accidentally kill himself. I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, it is absurd. It's leaving me wondering if that's really. He was in complete control of his surroundings. Did you know he had to go down to Miami? Yes. Uh, What had happened was Betty went with Vance. Uh, They took all of Jack's money. uh, No, no, Jack had given it to them. Jack had given $250,000 to Vance and to Betty to go. Yes, to go to Miami. Uh, procure some yachts and then bring them back to LA to be to be sold and then he discovered that Vance and Betty actually were never to return they were never going to return they were simply going to take the money and get a boat and leave him so Jack flew down to Miami got a cheap hotel room with his last 40 bucks and did a working he did a magical air element working that stopped them shredded the sails of the ship, they went nowhere. And this is a man who accidentally kills him? I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah. he know, knew exactly what he was doing, magic or no. Um, and that's what's so troubling mm. about the situation. Mm. So did he get his money back from them? Oh, no. I'm afraid no. not. Oh, okay. No, no, the money's quite gone. I see. Yes, he was reduced to asking other people for money after that. 
Oh, oh. So much comes of love, does it not? Yes. So many terrible things. Mm, indeed. Mm. Mm. So Vance, oh. have, uh, do you think Vance would have had it out for Jack after that sort of thing? Perhaps. Is that why he's not here? Hmm. Let's see. Um, I know, Betty's here. That's um, quite a... Yeah, well, running from the law, the press of the parents. <laughs> Bob, you have a flashback of Vance. Mm. A scene from right after the war in which your then-wife, Leslin, is drunk and screaming mad <laughs> at Wimpole. today. No. <laughs> Wimpole has come to stay at your house uh, as a house guest for a few days, okay? Mm. <laughs> and Whoa. Yeah. That's a long time to be with Wimple. God, was this another Syagrius? Yeah. So, so Leslin is screaming at Wimple because Wimple has told her young nephews, who are eight and ten, mm. that he would take them to the Philippines to search for their father, who had been caught and executed by the Japanese during the war. Whoa. Yeah. And Wimple is completely unable to understand why she would think he'd done anything wrong. Hmm. Wimpole said, I was only trying to make the kids feel better. Oh my God. But he did know that he wasn't wanted. Maybe I'll go and stay with your friend Jack for a little while. Hmm. So, that's what you know about Vance. Yeah. <laughs> Unsavory type. Uh huh. So that's a hell of a thing to say to a kid. That's really ridiculous. <laughs> Don't worry, kids. We'll go find we'll go, Let's go to the Philippines. Philippines. He's still alive. We'll right. go get him. Oh, right. oh. Hmm. Um, What else do we have? We have a, we have a Ginny. We have a Ginny flashback. Oh, Vance. do we? You want it? Okay, yes. You have art history, um, library use. I have... I should check this. Hang on. Sorry. No, I have I'm a looking thing. at mine. I don't... I have... Our, I do. I have library use. You have library use. Yeah. Okay, library use. Um... After the war, mm-hmm. Wimple had a hard time getting back into writing and seemed to be trying every get-rich-quick scheme mm-hmm. in the book. He and Jack then had a falling out over money, and Wimple left the West Coast. He's left the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Then, two years later, he reappears in the pages of Don Stewart's flabbergasting science fiction magazine. Wimple announced to great acclaim that he had created a new mental health science he called Psychohistory. Oh. Subsequently released book of that title with a lurid cover became a national bestseller. Now there is a burgeoning psychohistory movement. Wimpole is himself training sessions for psychohistorian adepts at the foundations located across the country. And you remember a scene in which Wimpole, then stationed near Princeton in the Navy, came to Philadelphia for a meeting convened by you intended to bring a bunch of science fiction writers together to develop ideas for fighting kamikazes and pass along to Bob's old CO Admiral King, now Chief of Naval Operations. So they want to use their fiction as a weapon. It's a cool idea. Yeah. When you, Ginny, then Lieutenant Gerstenberger, uh, are detailed to give Wimpole a tour of the facilities where they produce things like plexiglass, mm-hmm. um, inflatable life rafts, plastic space material, very exciting stuff, uh, Lieutenant Commander Wimpole makes a pass at you. Oh, Whoa. God! He grabs your ass. No! Say, what are you doing later, Lieutenant? He says. How about I buy you dinner? 
He will brag about his military exploits hunting subs in the Atlantic and mention that he has applied for intelligence duty on the West Coast. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, so um, it's breaking up now. Everything's breaking up. The, um, the widow, Marjorie Cameron, um, asks you... Hold on a minute. Let me get mm-hmm. get to the right spot. Oh, for, oh, okay, okay, okay. Everybody give me a roll. Whoever rolls highest wins. Oh, you win. You win. Bob. Yep. You notice that Forey Ackerman slips out the door. I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 notice that he's talking on a in a at a payphone mm. in the lobby. Hmm. Returning well, ten minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> people who actually wanted to talk to him. Yeah, that's strange. How curious. So Ackerman's talking to someone on the payphone. Talking to someone on a payphone during the service. Um I'll then Jenny now. Mm-hmm. Do you have intimidation or bargaining? Uh, under interpersonal? Yeah, anything? Mm, neither. Hmm, okay. Um, okay, well, you're still watching him, and you mm-hmm. see him uh, in the breezeway. He stops and looks out into the parking lot as if he's noticed something, and then he ducks comically behind one of the narrow pillars that holds it up <laughs> and peers out again as if uh, scouting the scene. Following his gaze, you spot a dark, nondescript sedan in which sit two men in suits and dark glasses. One is reading a newspaper, and the other is drinking coffee from a paper cup. Mm. He comes, he sees you, you he runs over to you and says, Oh, "Oh, the feds are watching the funeral! The feds are watching the funeral! (laughs) This is during the service? We're just after. Oh, just after. Just towards towards after the poetry. Right, 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 right. right, right. Okay, the poetry reading? Yes. So how do you know those are the feds? Well, just look at him. Look at him. I don't know. Who just sits in a sedan? They're just sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. Well, it's a feds, man, I tell you. Could be, uh, could be local police. Yeah. I don't They're think so. To see. Well, why would it be federal? I mean, is, it, is the... Is because case? Jack was under investigation. Oh, that's right. Yes, he was, uh... I forgot. That was why I couldn't uh, bring him onto the set. That's oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, then that makes sense that they would be here, but I mean, why are you so frantic? Well, because he's Ackerman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. he's Ackerman, do, you, uh, do you have something that you don't want the feds to find out? Yeah, about you. Um. Are you hiding something? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I mean, wait, so what are we going to do after this? Uh, well, it's, wait, just, it's just about to, yeah. you're just about to get railroaded to another location. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> so chill out. Conversations. <laughs> you're thinking you're going to go this. for a piece of pie? Yeah. No. No, apparently not. Well, I just wanted to know if he was okay to drive home, if he's feeling anxious, like someone's going to start following him, or? Don't worry about me, worry about you. Somebody's going to follow you. Somebody's going to follow all of us now. We're all here. <laughs> We're all going to be followed. Oh my god. I, I, I gotta go make a phone call. I gotta go make a phone call. You were just on the phone. I gotta make another phone call. <laughs> you, just on the phone. you saw me at the phone? Yes, we saw you on the phone and Bob said you were ducking and ah! trying to. <laughs> ah. I must say, if, if you are 
I'm, trying to I'm, avoid the notice of federal officers, you probably shouldn't act so fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. I've called for my psychohistorical intervention. I'm going to get the psychohistorical treatment, and I'm going to be okay. You'll see. You'll see. Psychohistory? Yeah. Oh, right now. I'm going to go. You're, you're going right now for that. Going right now. Can we go with you? No! What? Is it a personal thing? I don't know what this is. <laughs> it a sounds... whole movie. Is yes. Vance is personal? No, I think Vance will be no, there. Vance is oh. conducting it? No. Is Vance... Is Vance He's not in the LA area. Oh, he isn't? No. Oh, is he hiding? Yes, right. Mm. That's right. Sounds like him. So at that point... Mm. At that point... <laughs> now... Part B. Uh-huh. Tonight's adventure. Mm. Grieving Widow, Marjorie Cameron. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Staggers out. Oh, God. She is grabbing at her left thigh. She pulls a flask from her. Garter takes a sip and says, oh, oh. regular rocket fuel. And she laughs. Oh, God. Yeah. She still looks like she's under the influence. Oh, yes. Heavy oh, indeed. Um, <laughs> she so, says... I'll, I'll, yes? I'll head over to, uh, to study her. Well, she sees you. Uh-huh. And she lays on you. He's gone, and I don't know what to do. I know. I know. You need to drive me out to the desert. Hmm? You need to drive me out to the desert to spread Jack's ashes. That's fine. All right, so she grabs his urn. She's hoping she's grabbing the right urn here now. Uh-oh. Should we make sure? Yes, please make sure. Yes, uh, I'll look at the little dotted line from my eye yeah. to the urn. Make yeah. sure the urn is the right one. She grabs the urn. I'm going to need all of you. I'm going to need... Out of game. As as yeah. as the, it's written, some things are supposed to be happening concurrently, okay. and I'm just not good enough to do that. So oh. we're gonna we're doing we're doing everything together like this, rather than no, letting it all go. Because that's no just that not it. That's the conceit. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Off we go. Okay. Right, so my Studebaker's just right over here. <laughs> oh no no no! We're gonna take my car. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Not me. Shouldn't be driving. Uh, no, no, I, I shouldn't be driving, and I will not be driving. I've got the highest so, driving, so I'll take the keys. All right, all right. It is a regular motorhead. It is still light. (laughs) It is still light. uh, As we're walking, I'll I'll tip Tony off that uh, she's on some some uh, wacko wacko pills of some sort. sort Yeah. Kind of, you kind of knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep her away from the doors. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have her sitting there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, I'm leading you to a light blue 1948 Chevy convertible with a trailer hitch. A trailer oh, hitch. There was the trailer. There was the trailer. Trip never happened. Are you going on a trip after this? Oh my Are god, you? why would you do that? Um, I'm being nice. Do you know what his last words were? I'm not uh, done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, Jack. We were going to go to Mexico after. We were going to go to Mexico. Mm. I found the perfect place. Little city on the Gulf of Mexico named Catamaco. It's that wonderful. Sounds, that does sound wonderful. There's an artist colony on the edge of town, and every year the town holds a fiesta de brujos with folk healers and fortune tellers and all sorts of wonderful things. I've even sold some of my paintings there. Now I don't know what I'll do. So she gives you the keys. Mm-hmm. It's a rabbit's foot keychain that has the keys to, the, <laughs> to her apartment, laundry room, Ooh. mother-in-law's apartment, <laughs> the car... Make some copies of those trailers, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just need to swing by this hardware store on the town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Obviously, if we're going to bury his ashes, we need to bury a shovel. We do. We're going to scatter them. 
Oh, we're so going to scatter them. So, to the desert? yes, please, yes, well, take me to the. Obviously, we need one of those insecticide pump sprayers. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> to get over the widest area possible. <laughs> so it's more respectful that way. <laughs> he would have wanted it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's more respectful that way. Yes. Some, some yes. face masks so that we don't breathe in them. Yeah. Oh, oh, face yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not scattered part down of the land. land. <laughs> So she's nervous and edgy and on the verge of utter exhaustion while still being stoned as you guys are driving out to the desert. Does she nod off? No. Okay. Absolutely not. No. She is constantly reaching. She is reaching for her left flank where she has this tibble. Jet fuel? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, Who has evidence collection? Yeah. Evidence? Let me see. Oh, I do. I have a point. You do? I do. I do as well. I know. You do? Oh, oh, wonderful. Well, the both of you notice mm. there's a scrap of paper on the dashboard that looks like a parking pass. Oh. Or something. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll, um... <coughs> hmm. Yes, I'll sort of nonchalantly, uh... Take, take the pass and look at it. Yeah. It's for the Santa Monica Pier. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ginny, you notice... Uh, there's a picnic basket in the back seat, and uh, who's sitting in the front seat with her? There's three acro- three across. Yeah, sure, it's bench seat. Is so. it you? I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, you're opening the glove box. Yes. There's a camera in there. Oh. Oh wow. Damn. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. All right, so we've got a camera. Mm-hmm. I'll take it out. I'll look and see how many. for the center uh, uh, here, and then a picnic basket in the back. Right. Seat. Those are all avenues. How many photos were taken. There are 21 shots remaining. Okay. Out of... Out of 25. 25. 24. 24. 24. Okay, so 24. There's one in so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So she's a camera. She's taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Picnic basket. Picnic basket. Is it full? It is. Oh. Hmm. So she was intending on going out and doing this. Would you like to open the picnic basket and have a look mm-hmm. in there? You're in the back seat. You can yeah, I'm gonna fumble look. around. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. Well, it holds three wine glasses. Three wine glasses. <laughs> Pretty standard. A bottle of wine. Okay. A bottle opener, a cheese knife, some old-looking grapes, stale crackers, and a block of hardened cheese. It's all old. Yes, as well as a half-empty pack of cigarettes and a book of matches. She sees you. She says, oh, we were going to have a picnic once we got on the road. Right. So I'm going to tell Bob, it's all old food. <laughs> Does it look like just a couple days old? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a couple days old. It's not totally like shriveled. The grapes, it's just the grapes, the grapes. The grapes haven't turned to raisins. No, yet. they're not raisins. The <laughs> haven't turned to raisins. Le grappe. <laughs> the craps? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's still kind of that. weird that it would be. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Still in the car. Yeah. Well, she's distraught. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, would she have forgotten that she? I guess so. Well, is that she's smelling? No, it's just hard. And well, if it doesn't smell, then you might forget that it's there. I guess so. Just anyway, she's yeah. adult, obviously. Of course. Yeah. All right. Indeed, okay. she is uh, constantly uh-huh. sitting. Mm-hmm. Oral history. Yes. Got it. All right. She's taking a liking to you. Oh. Uh-oh. Shit. <laughs> well. So she divulges this. Oh. Jack was the white musician, magician. Oh. Advance was the black, you see? Oh. Two forms of witchcraft in contention. One dedicated to the bright goddess Siobnogorach, and the other to the dark god of chaos, Azatau, 
Babylon against Horus, Lovecraft versus Hatecraft versus Fearcraft, and Chaos was winning. The moon child wouldn't come, even though we tried and tried. But then Jack figured out why. It was the space mead that helped him. Space mead. Space mead. That's right. Oh, space mead. Like the drink? The drink. Oh. Just making sure. The magicians of Catamaco mm-hmm. taught us the secret in Mexico. <laughs> I had and, a feeling. Yes. <laughs> and then Jack saw. He saw how the temple of Azatau could be brought low. And Azatau himself chained. So that the star of the moon child might shine forth. Ah. Oh. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Mixed total sense. Were you a manifestation of the white goddess? Yes. Oh, oh sh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about up there? <laughs> <laughs> You're only uh, catching bits of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? I can't hear anything. Close the window. Yeah. The top is down. Yeah. Is that whistling? I'm hearing whistling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it top down or up? <laughs> That's gotta be up. Yeah, it's gotta be up. Come on. (laughs) So, still not the quietest ride. No. Jack would have said that every woman was the goddess, from the humblest, oldest washwoman to the princess, Mm. and he would have slept with them all if he could have. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Who's got the, uh, Tony, you've got theology. You understand what she's talking about on some level. Okay. She's describing uh, a Manichian, 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 cosmology of two equal but opposing deities uh-huh. with the moon child as a messianic mediator between them. Oh, you're Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tony knows about Catholicism. Yes. Mm. So you kind of get it. It's not so yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's not so crazy. Yeah, it's not like totally out of the realm. No, it's not, not yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so so Marjorie says, "I know what we'll do." What's that, my dear? We'll ask Jack. Oh. Okay. Oh, boy, so Jack's Jack said. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. Well, if I can get an investigator here, one of you wonderful people, mm-hmm. to uh, serve as a magician for the ritual. And then someone can be the familiar, or I will be the familiar. It does not matter. Uh, we can. We will contact Jack out in the desert. You got some of that Mexican space weed, <laughs> yowza powder. <laughs> yowza powder. I'll help you out. <laughs> um, um, we're going to need. Ideally, we would need someone. Uh, 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 the priest and the priestess have to have had um, carnal knowledge of each other. Oh. I'll help you out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, what does she need? She needs, she needs I need a priest and a priestess. Right. They do oh. not have to be male and female. That's never specified. Oh, okay. But oh. the priest and the priestess... I know, isn't it interesting? It's true. The priest and the priestess have to have had carnal knowledge of each other. Mm. Mm. Is that the only qualifications for me? Yes, that is the entire and only qualification. <laughs> what? We got, yeah, we got these two. Yeah. What? What did you say? <laughs> What's going I'm on not there? comfortable with this line of song is going. No? All right, then. No, well, no, I mean, I know All right, then, I no, will be... No, we can't really hear very well this year. <laughs> um, All I'm really hearing is carnal knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is sex magic. I see. 
Um, and we are now out amongst the big hoodoos. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, guys? What would this ritual involve? Yeah, oh, the ritual itself doesn't priesting. doesn't involve any sex itself. No, the ritual itself does not involve sex. I see. Uh, so it is what? simply a, a question of, of of a source of power for the ritual. That is all. Well, she's obviously distraught. Mm. If this would help her feel better, then maybe we should just do whatever she's wanting to do. I don't believe in any of it. So, I mean, maybe it'll help her feel better. You have a good one. That's, uh... Okay, sure, we'll do it. Okay, so now, um, geology. Let me look. Geology. geology. I, I actually have one. You do have I geology. Do well. Oh, you oh. do. All right. Well, you notice mm-hmm. that you are now among hoodoos. These are wind-formed structures hmm. created when erosion sculpts the softer yeah. stone sandwiched hmm. between layers of harder rock. Mm-hmm. You are surrounded in this canyon of hoodoos. Mm-hmm. All right. We are in the Mojave Desert. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, give me. Everyone, give me a sense trouble difficulty four. Alright, I'm gonna spend. Yeah, me too. Um, spend a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pass. You got yes. it. You, you were followed out here. Too. You were followed out here by a car. Not to alarm anyone, but a black sedan's been following <laughs> us for the last five hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's not a black sedan. Oh. Is, is, it, it, is it Omar? Ackerson's. Acker, Ackerman's car? Is it the oh, LA Times yeah, reporter? Yeah. Um. You don't know yet. Okay. You so don't you know who. You notice that there's there's there there's a car. There's no other car. So slow down. And it is a car. Like, it yeah. is a car. Okay. All right. I'll start slowing down a little bit. Hmm. See what they want to do. See if they uh, pull up. Mm-hmm. Pull a little closer. Mm-hmm. Give me a drive. Give me a drive. Sure. I'll spend a point. Okay. Yes. Given that. No. No? Oh, <laughs> I failed my drive. Oh. All right. You're not used to this car. No, that's fine. So you don't You're know who it is, and you don't see anyone behind you. Mm. And, and Okay. So you're, because you know what? It's the hoodoos, and it's really hard to see. There's dust, there's crud, yeah, there's weird. all kinds of crazy turns yeah. and rocks. It's the time of day, by the way. It's getting onto the evening time. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's, it's it's drifting into a dusk. Yeah, there's no street lights. Or oh God, no! We're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know. We're going to have a goofy ceremony. Okay, there's no one around. All right. <laughs> do we need a Do we need a full moon for this? No. Okay, but it, but it is coming near the the. Uh, mm-hmm. What do they call it? That's not the equinox. It's the other thing, solstice. Solstice. Oh. Okay. So you're parking at the base of some That's rocks. Good. And from the trunk of the car, she removes a fencing foil and a flashlight. Um, she pulls the picnic basket out of the back seat and puts Jack's urn into it. Um, Follow me, everybody! She's, fo- she's leading you up. She's excited because she's going to get to talk to Jack. I'm going to ask Marjorie, what is the foil for? Yes, I will tell you all about that in a moment. I see. This is going to be Neo-Enochian magic. And it is a symbol. We're going to use it. Uh, it will be a, the Adornless Blade, an oh, instrument of magic. All right, so up we are going into the hoodoos. Um, Box Canyon, with tall stone spires shaped vaguely like totem poles. She's explaining the basics of neo magic. 
Mm. which, you know, it's, it's a Crowley's gloss on the work of Dr. John Dee and Edward Kelly's work, who uh, worked from the Book of Enoch. It replaces complex tables with simpler formula this, uh, derived from ancient mystery traditions. And any reasonable uh, instance of an instrument will allow the magic to proceed. So instead of using a fiery brand, we're going to use a lit cigarette. And that's mm. going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much further? Another picnic basket. <laughs> we're here. Oh, all right. And, and we're here. And we're there. The unadorned blade. The, the unadorned blade, and you've got your lit thing. The lit cigarette. Lit cigarette, okay. Uh, okay. I... All right, here we go. Is there something else that we need to substitute? We will have we will have the brimful chalice, uh, which Marjorie will prepare from uh, the the wine glasses. The wine, and yeah, we'll be good ah, on that. Okay. We'll be good on that. You will be the priest, Bob, and you are the priestess, Jenny. <laughs> well, as, I just impress my laughter. As uh, as Madame Wolf told us, every priest needs his priestess. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and uh, she will invite you to take a sip of space mead from her flask. Will you take a sip of the space mead? Oh, <coughs> oh my. Um, I, uh, I usually uh, don't. Just the priest and priestess or everyone? Just the priest and priestess. Okay, I'll let I'll let you do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you lose touch with reality, I'll make sure you. It is. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. All right. This formula. Are you Are you taking it, Bob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This good. Very good. Very sporting. Very adventurous of you. Um. Well, it is. An adventure. Yeah. <laughs> when after awake. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the formula uh, that you're drinking was concocted by Parsons before his death, and it is poisonous. It is poisonous. Um, you're gonna so ha- alcohol. You're gonna. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's why it makes it good. You need a health test versus difficulty four. Okay. Health test All right, versus use, difficulty four. I'm gonna use two health. Uh, likewise. Okay. Two health. Mm-hmm. I make it good. I also make it. You make it? Oh, I terrific. Didn't even need to spend. All right, you're going to be slightly more vulnerable to stability tests now because you are right, a little, a little impaired. Little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But you, you can shake off the poisonous part. Very interesting swirl, that. <laughs> she, g- <laughs> she gives you the fencing foil and the lit cigarette. Okay. Now you speak the words of the priest. The words of the Dorothy. Yes. Uh, do I say it now? Say it! I, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I am the flame that burns in the heart of every man. I am the flame that burns in the core of every star. I am life and the giver of life. And so I am the knowledge of death. I am alone. There is no God where I am. And then you oh. take off all your clothes. Oh! Whoa. Whoa. I have just. I you just do. do it. You just do it. Okay. Because the space needs got you. Oh shit! Oh. I thought you said there would be no. <laughs> there is no. This is it. This is it. Nakedness. Simply nakedness. All right. Oh Don't panic. Nobody middle class panic. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'll calmly light a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this is one. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this beats I love Lucy. <laughs> Because remember, there's nothing else to no, do. there's nothing else to do. All right, Speak the okay. words of the priestess. Okay. Words of the priestess. So Marjorie tells me to... Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm coaching you. Okay. To love me is better than all things. If under the night stars in the desert, they... Thou. Thou. Sorry. Burnest thy incense, then I shall be with thee. 
Come before me with pure heart and the serpent flame burning within. Come unto me. Wear to me jewels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drink to me, for I love you. And then Marjorie says, Love is the law. Love under will. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. The priest puts aside his implements. The priest and the priestess embrace. Oh, okay. They feel a striking energy pass between them. Both make a stability test at difficulty five. Oh. And because we drank the space mead, we have... It's a difficulty five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, stability. I'm, I'm gonna try. Mm-hmm. Stability. All right. Because, damn it, this oh, crazy shit's it. working. Yes, it's Let's see if yeah. I, uh, I make it. Okay? Let's yeah. see if I do. Yeah. I do not. Oh, oh, no. You lose three points of stability. Oh. Ow. I should have spent. <laughs> and now, to call Jack. Marjorie mm. opens the urn with his ashes, takes on a handful, and casts <gasps> them upon the head of the magician. Oh! 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 Breathe deep, my son. I'm not the magician, I'm the priest. Whatever, same difference. Are you okay? I just got a little bit of jack in me. (laughs) Everyone does, my dear. Now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm just patting on the back. And now we have a a magical key, which is passed around for everyone to look at. It's a magical key called Mors Obit, which means death is dead in Latin. Mm. Okay. The remainder of the key doesn't quite make sense. It means something like the porch is built or I straighten the walkway. Yeah. It's um, you, as you read it, Bob, you feel uh, bizarre half-glimpse figures right on the edge of your vision constantly. Oh. It's very annoying. Oh. Okay. All right. Um. Just gonna write about this later. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can you back on or? Yes, uh, sure. Okay. It's a bit chilly out can here. I, yeah. Um, yes. May I have a, a sip of that wine? To... Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Some more, too. Some more of that actual. Let's yeah. do the the, no, the wine, not the, the wine, not the oh. space oh. mead, not the right. mead. The brimful chalice is the next thing that has to be prepared. We're gonna do that. You have your wine. You have your wine. All right. Yes. Okay. Um... Very good. You drink from that. Let's see. Give me a roll you want to do four or better. On what? On, um, it doesn't actually say, so I'm going to say occult. Article. You don't have occult? Well, let's see, what's an active? What what have you got that's a general ability? Uh... Piloting? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe just a straight roll for a bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. It doesn't say so. I have no. Yeah, sorry. Ah, no. Oh. Did I just drop that? It's the mead. It's the mead. Oh, it's the mead went it's right here. Space mead. Space mead. There you go. All right. Let's try this again. Okay. I got a four. All right. Wow. You made it. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. And that means you get possessed by the spirit of Jack Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a little bit of Jack. <laughs> Everyone looks on in horror mm. as you mm. begin to say, and not in your own voice. Oh my God. It is cold, cold beyond the stars. They seeped down long ago. Long ago they came from the stars. The scribe knows them. He speaks for them now since he was corrupted in the Babylon working. Oh, Babylon. Remember what he said to me? 
Here in this place, it was this very place. Babylon feeds on the death of men. She shall absorb thee, and thou shalt become living flame before she incarnates. Now his soul burns with the fire of their demon sultan, and the beating of his heart sounds their cry, Tekeli lie, Tekeli lie. Oh, he is a foulness. He has found the painting that you set down and gave to the witch in Mexico. He is learning things from it. He has brought his sword into the harbor. He has brought his sword into the harbor, and there he plots. He thinks to spite Azatau in my stead, that the man may rule the god, that the man may bank the fire in his heart at whim. But he knows not that the moon child has come. She is yet hidden from him, as from me. But she is close. Ah, yes, so close. Woe. Woe if he should find her. It is dark here. I am in darkness. The fire burned me. The scribe sent the fire. Truly he has grown strong. Truly he has grown strong. Stability test, Bob. All right, I'm going to... Difficulty five. I'm going to make a spend this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are creeping and staggering around. I'm sorry, Jade. I'm going to spend two points of stability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's going to get the carriage seat. What the fuck? What? There's nothing to play. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine. Okay, uh, good. You made it. You're managing to fictionalize this. Marjorie has lost her composure and is weeping helplessly, clinging to a, a hoodoo stone. She takes a stiff belt of space meat, a full dose, oh, and cries for Jack. Then, hmm, you all experience this living nightmare of being pursued through dark labyrinths by unseen and silent but inexorably approaching monsters. Uh, a series of tests at difficulty five. Athletics or fleeing you can spend to avoid the monsters. Ooh. All right. All right, I'm going to spend Spending one. Spending three on fleeing. Give myself a success. There we go. Oh, I failed. So it's difficulty you five, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, you I'm pass out. Okay. So five or better? Yep. I'll spend I'll two spend on five. athletics. Okay. Oh, I made it. Made it? Six. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't make it. You don't make it? You pass out, Bob. All right. Are we literally physically fleeing, or is this like... No, a this is completely... In our heads. Yeah. Psychological. Right, so I made it. Yeah. You made it? Okay. Yeah. All right. You both... <laughs> I have 12 points in fleeing. Oh, oh yeah, you really do. Um, give me a sense trouble roll at difficulty six. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow some points on that one. I'm going to spend three points... Difficulty six, I need a three or better. Got a six. Okay, right. good. Right. Sense trouble difficulty. <laughs> Boucher, give me a sense trouble difficulty six. Okay, I'll also spend a couple points. Let's see. Ah! Mm. Didn't matter, still didn't make it. Lights out for you. Okay. Oh my god. You have been struck on the back of the head. <gasps> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. What did I sense? You, uh,. See someone running away to the car? Shit. Oh. The, a, the, a lady? The, nope. A man. Yep. Oh, the damn car. Yeah. You run away to the car, you run away, and the car is speeding away, and you have all been stranded. Mm. They stole our car? Yep. 
<laughs> I'm passed out. So. I'm passed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stole our car. You stole our car. So you're out there in the desert surrounded by a bunch of passed out people. Well, One of them. I'm running down the, the yeah. highway watching the, the lights yep. fade. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. No. Damn <laughs> Time passes. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back and find Marjorie and uh, ask her if I can get a, a belt of that space meat. <laughs> oh. Really? Mm-hmm. This is still we're talking about here. Yeah. He's not going to pass up an opportunity. He's young. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, so many conscious pieces. <laughs> no, I think, I think he feels left out. Yeah. Oh, I have my reasons. Ah. Well, let me hang on. Give me a second. I have to hold on. This is a this is a big deal. Yeah. Good. Make it a big deal. It's yeah, but it's a bigger deal than you're gonna want. Oh shit. Um. Give me give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me. Let me think. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Take your time. Mhm. Third chips to be had. Mhm. Mhm. You can pause the recording if you like. Yeah, I'm gonna hit hit the record button again. <laughs> okay, are we going? We're going. All right, okay, so you take a tiny sip. You take a tiny sip. A tiny sip. Okay. A tiny sip. <laughs> I need a full belt. You see total blackness all around you. Okay. Complete and utter blackness. You don't feel like yourself. You grab Marjorie's hand, and she manages to calm you down. Mm-hmm. Roll health. Roll. Roll. Uh, oh, man. Health. health. You got a. You got a uh, uh, difficulty of eight. Whoa. Whoa! Shit. So I have to spend to have any any chance of succeeding. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, I'll spend two just to see if I can roll six. I rolled a one. All right. Do I lose any further health? You lose two points of health, okay. and you uh, vomit and pass out. Okay. It doesn't quite take. Right. It comes right back up on you. Right. Oh. Right. oh. It's... <laughs> yes. That is some rocket fuel. Yeah. That is some rocket How is she bolting this down? Yeah. Been a, she's been drinking it for years. Drinking, yeah. I was yeah, that's true. Been yeah. You can't, you can't underestimate that. Just, yeah. yeah, no. It's... Hard work. Yeah. <laughs> She's a tough, tough broad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has developed a resistance to Iocane. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. So as everybody's, you know, out in the desert, just stoned out of their minds or down right. or injured and just fucked up in the desert, a car comes up. It's Jane Wolf. In her green Impala. She shows up. It's a big, beautiful Impala. She said, I knew Marjorie would be out here. I knew she'd be pulling her antics. As soon as I saw the urn was missing, I said, oh, for God's sake, she's raising him from the freaking dead. So here I am. Do you need a ride? Not a wolf. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm half-dressed. How fortuitous. But you yes. come along. Yeah. I knew exactly what she was up to when I saw you all pile into her beautiful little car. Well, thank you for following. Yes. Well, I've been around a long time, and I know how these things go. I'm glad you all have your clothes on. 
Let's go. <laughs> Let's well, go. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah just I'm just sponsoring up my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind, I think I'm going to be sick behind that bush. Mm, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's well, likely the best. Did I, oh. Am I conscious now? Well, everyone's up now, yeah. so except oh, okay. for you, though. Yeah. So Ooh. we're going to have to get you some kind of help. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, you've been unconscious for more than... Yeah, am I... Bleeding, maybe? Is he bleeding from the back? A yes. little bit. Concussion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So well, let's maybe. do a health roll. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what you're where you're at. See how many points right. you lost from the uh, yeah. striking. Okay. You want to spend any points? Yeah. Tony so much. So it's like four better. <laughs> Default four. Yep. I... Always. You always want to be four, okay. unless it's something yeah. horrible like yeah. like, uh, like Dick it. drinking space mead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made it with the point that I spent. All right. Yay. So it's uh, superficial. Okay. It looks terrible, but it's really not. Yeah, that bad. and it's giving me a darn real, okay? wicked headache. Awful headache. Yeah. Are you all right? What happened? I don't know. The last thing you I remember. Did you really <laughs> I'm just gonna trail off. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll explain what I saw. And where's our car? Ooh. It was stolen. The remember the car that was falling? Yeah. Us? Mm. Well. That was. Well, why would they have stolen our car if they had a car already? I'm assuming there was a second guy. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Jane followed us, obviously, and then. And then someone stole our car. Someone was lurking in the desert. That seems unlikely. What do you know? Anyway, as the bickering continues... <laughs> oh, please, let's just get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to... She's oh, taking oh, you back to the Aztec Motel. Plus, you're covered in ashes. So, yeah, it's Aztec oh, Motel. Everybody has their night at the Aztec Motel. Okay. Yeah. We'll, right. we'll continue the adventure the next morning. All right. And I'm wrapping this up now. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, no, I'm not... I mean, I'm just, it's just a... Your speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Case closed. The, yeah. And that was that. <laughs> and that was the that, weird night. Oh, wait, yeah. no, that was the bigger <laughs> speech. This is the bigger speech. What was that? The next morning, yes. you are invited to attend the Thelemite Memorial Service. Yes. Da-da-da. I can't take much more of Well, you're going. Well, well, you're going. We'll be on well, the next going. leg of our journey soon, dear. <laughs> You're at the Spanish Hacienda style house oh, at 2140 North Beachwood Avenue, which is surrounded by a high head. Mm-hmm. It's the Church of Thelemon, Hollywood. Really? And now, yeah, no, it's a 50 minute car ride. Blah, blah, blah. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There's a lot of driving in this. Yeah. Okay, okay. so. Yes, we're, we're ringing, the, ringing the bell. That we are. Quinn Smith. Like? Quinn Smith, the little. Oh, well, just we, like a, we didn't notice anyone following. I guess. No, oh, there's okay. no one following you. Okay. This no, time. It's just a blazingly sunny, horrible, sunny day. Okay. <laughs> so that was Marjorie's car that got stolen. That's right. Okay. Much too bright. Yes. Yeah, much, much too bright. So you guys probably got all the logistics of getting your car yeah. from the funeral parlor. Right. Yeah, we dropped her off back You're having your coffee and your bacon yeah. and your eggs and you brushed your teeth. Yeah, you washed up. This is all Would taken as given. Would we call the police about the stolen car or... That would be at Marjorie's. That would be her discretion. Yeah. Whether she's going yeah. to or not. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> but what are we all having for breakfast? That's the next Oh my gosh. Grand, Grand Slam at Denny's? Grand Slam? <laughs> going to Scramblers. 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 Did you know about this place, Phil? What, scramblers? scramblers? We're not scramblers. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so, so Quinn Smith, the little kid, opens the door. Oh. <laughs> he offers to take your hats. Oh, so polite. Tagging after him is a little girl, a toddler, two or three years of age. That's my cousin Alexis. I'm watching her during the service from Uncle for Uncle Jack. Who's Uncle Alexis? Who does she belong to? Who's her mommy and daddy? Um. Do you know? Flattery? 
No, you don't need to make a points, man. Oh, I know. Alexis's mother uh-huh. is Quen's Aunt Betty. Okay. Betty. Betty. Alright. Is Alexis's mother. Okay. And Betty and Jack were a thing for a little while. They were? They were even when Jack was married to Helen. Mm. So that's the name of the Do you believe any of this? Is she particularly moon-faced? I don't remember she's much being <laughs> She's lovely. She's a lovely little girl. Oh, Did I mention she's an albino? <laughs> she exudes radiance like the moon. So should we talk about the fact that you were possessed by Jack's spirit last night? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying this. Yeah. We're just talking in general. Um, yeah, sorry, I, think I, I think I may keep my hat. Yeah, that's right. You mm-hmm. had breakfast at Sam's. Otherwise, my head feels a bit too tight if yeah. I'm not wearing it this morning. <laughs> you keeping your hat on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you basically were talking. It wasn't you who was talking. I'm curious. Do you yeah. have any memory of that? Uh, not particularly. No memory. No memory. So, this is the moon child that. This, this little girl. I wouldn't have marked you for believing such things. I don't, I'm just deducing it because I'm bored. <laughs> if this were one of my if this were one of our stories, mm-hmm. that would be the new child. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, uh, Aunt Mary, who is a uh, older woman, the nanny, mm-hmm. comes to takes the children, takes the children away. Mm. You are entering the foyer opening into an airy, naturally lit hall with white walls and a dark tiled floor. At its far end is an elegantly paneled set of double doors. It's a really nice house. On the right is an open closet in which hang what appear to be hooded white choir robes. Adult sized? Yep. Okay. God, you're creepy. (laughs) Adult sized. Good stuff, man. You gotta remember that. Child size ceremonial robes. <laughs> whoa. Uh, whoa. On the left. Sure we don't take a turn for the dark. No, 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 no. No, it's no. On the left. This is a Delta Green, man. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. A round white shield hangs in the middle of the wall. Below the shield is a pair of decorative cross swords. The Sator Square looks like this. Mm hmm. Oh. This shield. That's a weird looking star. Yeah, yeah. Bears a starburst like symbol traced in black. Uh, does anybody. Ha- Alright, let me ask uh, a cult. Uh, you. Alright, you know um, that this is the universal hexagram of the Church of Thelema, a symbol of the creed devised by Crowley. The words Sator Arepo Tenet Opera Rotas inscribed in a circle on its rim. Uh, you can puzzle over the words on the shield. Does anybody have cryptography? I do. I have one point of cryptography. You notice that the phase is a, a phrase is a palindrome. Mm. Who has archaeology? Um, nobody. Somebody's got to have. I have anthro. Okay, that'll count. Yep. Um, you remember that this sentence was found preserved as graffiti on the walls of Pompeii. Oh, sure. Okay, in the form of a square, and that some degree of uncertainty accompanies attempts to interpret its meaning. Latin translates the phrase awkwardly as farmer Arepo works a wheeled plow. Hmm. So you're talking about this. Who? Uh, <laughs> with you. You know this also. You also have a cult. You notice that, um, that this is the square associated with the worship of Mithras in ancient Rome. 
Would you like to make a point spend of a cult? Yes, I would. Sweetly. It turns into, you can correct the translation, Horus the Sower bears toil and torment. Okay. Present in the room are Jane Wolfe, clad in a robe of black, and a dozen other people of various ages in white robes. Do we feel awkward because we're not wearing robes? Would you like a white robe? There's a whole bunch of them in the... Would you like a white robe? So this um, is missing a word. A yes, it is. Do we have to wear one? If you would like to wear one, you may. If you don't wish to wear one, you don't have to. I will choose to wear one. Excellent. Yes, I'm already in one. Boucher, ah. you're in one? Um, you're the best. Still wearing my hat. So still wearing your hat. Oh, oh, wouldn't, that, that would be great. We're not going to do it. It's like a robe with... It's my nice wicker traveling hat. Okay. So so that symbol was on the shield? It was on the shield. On the shield. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I've translated that as Horus. Horus the sower bears, bears toil, toil and torment. <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? Lovely. <laughs> All right. Jane Wolfe is clad in a robe of black, and a dozen other people of various ages are there in white robes. Various ages? So there are there yes. children in robes. <laughs> various ages. No, there are no children. Children aren't there. Right, they've, there been, no they've been ushered away. They're, yeah, I yes. know. They're in okay. somewhere else. And uh, uh, Jane Wolfe will take on the role of deacon during the service. Whoever wishes to wear a robe The Thelemites are in the main, middle age or older. Although, there are a handful of children present. <laughs> Just, you know, they're there. Just throwing it out there. We are waiting for the priest and priestess to ready themselves, someone says. Oh God! Okay, I there's an bu- instant like hit my stomach. There's, oh, yeah. there's a bunch of people here. There's all the, the Thelmites. Okay, we've got. No one looks at us when they say that, right? Yeah. No. Meet the Thelmites. <laughs> Time to meet, meet the Thelmites. <laughs> Betty Betty Wimpole is here. Okay. Uh, she's you know in the late twenties. Mm-hmm. She's look She's still distraught, barely keeping it together. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Ray Burlingame. Oh. A corpulent mystic. Age 59. We have his wife, Mildred, a formidable matriarch. Their daughter, Layla. A waif. (laughs) Phyllis Seckler, who is 35, a serene earth mother type. Uh, Her children, Paul, a hellion. uh, And Lisa, an awkward poetess. Oh, I love them. Uh, Georgia Schneider is age 45. She's a sickly neurasthenic. Mm-hmm. Lewis Culling, 58, is a leering mountebank. Ooh, whoa. Mika Aldrich is a stage gypsy astrologer. Mm-hmm. Maria Prescott, an embarrassingly ancient doxy. Mm-hmm. Men are dressed as freighter and women as soarer. Brother mm-hmm. and sister. Yeah. They are eccentric and ill-adapted. Oh, God. This is the group Jeff is hanging out. Yes. God help me if I'm ever described as a corpulent mystic. <laughs> Wait, does Phil say that? Yes. <laughs> yes, you would like something? The, uh, the translation with the uh, work plow? Yes. Yeah. Horus the sower bears toil and torment. Okay. Was there a different translation? Yes. An earlier uncorrected uh, okay. uh, translation is farmer Arepo works a wheeled plow. Okay. Close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no idiomatic... Okay. So, there they are in all their glory. 
They're ill. What did you say? They were ill. Ill-adjusted, ill-adapted, yeah. eccentrics, they oddballs, just, yeah. freaks. Well, this feels very much like grad school. So yeah, so I'm yeah. not uncomfortable. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, it's all the leering mountebanks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Corporal mystics. Corporal yeah. mystics. Yeah. And then like stage gypsies, nurse mothers. Yeah. And, that's everybody, no. right? That's us. What was the poetess? What was, what was her? Attitude? Poetess. Awkward. Awkward poetess. Awkward poetess. Yeah. It's adorable. It is, isn't it? Mm. All right. Okay, so you can ask any of these people anything you want. Oh my god. Um. Oh, I just don't want to be called into a ritual again. Well, you won't be called into a ritual again. Okay. <laughs> well, sir. Well, Take off all your clothes. I'm right. <laughs> trying to forget it. You want pass. the room now? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be time for communion soon. Alright. So, Jane is there. Jane's there, yeah. And is there a ceremony ongoing? or There will be a service starting in approximately 15 minutes. Alright, so there's mingling at this point. Yes. I'm going to thank Jane for rescuing us out of the desert last night. It was quite oh, an adventure. That was nothing at all. Say, you know what? I found this book uh, on the ground. I, uh, what is it? It's a copy of Psychohistory. Psychohistory? Oh. Oh, the... Uh, is it yours? Vance's thing. No, Wimples. it's... Um, Wimples. Uh, uh, Wimples. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well I, well, I know Wimple runs the church, but I don't think this is his book. It's not yeah, I see it. Oh, certainly. Oh, okay. There you are. Take is it. it. Is it well-thumbed? It is. Okay. There's a uh, there's some notations in it. We'll look through. Is there somebody? Did somebody write their name in the front? Yeah. It... No, no. But there there's, there there's are two words. There there are two. It says friendship org, period. Friendship org. And then a phone number. A oh, phone number. Hey. It's area code. It's local. There's no area codes. Hmm. Oh, there are. There'd be letters. There's just not enough people around. National oh, yeah. 29,000. Yeah. Five, 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 five. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Each with four, five, seven, eight, nine. Anyways. <laughs> all right, all right. I get it. <laughs> a leering mountebank oh, no. comes towards you. No. Oh, a good leering redhead. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, hello. This sort of thing. <laughs> yes, how can I help you? Um. How, how are you? Who am I? I am Lewis Culling. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? So in the presence of such beauty, I forget myself, madam. Oh, nice. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, uh, have you come to? Have you come to join this, uh, the service for beloved uh, Jack? I'm here to remember Jack. Yes. And um, he was my husband's colleague, and I'm here out of respect mm. for mm. for him. Very good. That's Have you met my husband, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ex-military oh. husband, my Bob. My ex-military husband, he's very tall. Yes, Robert Hanlon. Well, hello, US Bob. <laughs> it only gets worse. I was looking at you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Well, at least he's not looking at you anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Never dealt Taking with one for the team. <laughs> this is different than the artsy types that I usually <laughs> It's strictly hetero. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. <laughs> well, we do espouse the philosophy of free love and open marriage. But mostly it's all about the... Uh, the sex? The, yes, the non-Christian Gnosticism. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Spiritual journey in an imperfect world. Yes, of course, this world is not perfect. Metaphor of magic and magicians and that sort of thing. Yes, you know, Wilfred Smith came to Canada to found the Agape Lodge in the 20s with two other adherents. I heard about that. Was yes. Wilfred Jack's scribe? 
No, no, no. I believe that was Vance. Vance. Yes, Vance. Oh, sure. Vance. Oh, I know. He wrote absolutely anything and ever. Oh well, you know. He was a pulp fiction author. Of course, I don't know where he is now, what he's doing, but I know that he did hurt Betty terribly. Mm. Betty. Mm. So they're no longer together. She still has his name. That I don't yeah. know. Mm. I don't know if they are still together. I, I know they're on the rocks. Mm. That's sad. It is. It's terribly sad to see love go bad like that. Especially since they have a child together. Yes, yes. It's uh, especially bad when the children are involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So, Wilfred, you were talking about Wilfred. Wilfred, yes. He was the, uh, the founder of the lodge. Of course, uh, he couldn't get enough converts to the lodge to satisfy, satisfy Crowley. He could not. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, he was booted out. <clears throat> oh. Uh, and he left, with, he left with Helen. But now he's back. Uh, now he's back. Mm-hmm. We have a um, chance of, of mending this terrible rift that caused him to leave. It was very sad when he left. He's a very good magician, and it's really, it's really Crowley's fault, I think. Right. Crowley sounds like a... Um, I don't know how you describe it. A genius? As a genius. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There are many different types of genius. And he was, he, and he was a genius. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> is Wilfred here today? Oh, he is. I believe he is getting, uh, getting his robes on in the back. Okay. All right. Now, Wolf is assembling you through right. the double doors. <laughs> across a portico encircling an open-air central courtyard. Gorgeous. Oh, money, money, money. Yeah. It's been converted into a religious sanctuary. Steps lead down to the courtyard itself. At its center, a black stone block four feet high holds a small circular ceramic font. Hmm. At the far end stand two obelisks, each about seven feet tall. Whoa. The right one is black and the left one is white. Three steps tiled in black and white beyond the obelisks lead back to the portico where an altar stands. It is a narrow table seven feet long covered with a crimson altar cloth embroidered with a golden sunblaze emblem in the center of the drape. Upon it lies a slim leather-bound volume. Atop a small ornate wooden box, a ceremonial dagger with an onk-shaped hilt rests upon the book. Beyond the altar is the super altar, an open framework of three shelves. It is shrouded with a long and diaphanous veil, through which can be seen various items of occult significance. A stone tablet at the top, mm-hmm. a crown in the middle, a chalice with roses at the bottom. Hmm. Each is flanked by many candles. Standing near the altar is a woman clad in a green robe. This is Helen Smith as the oh. priestess. Mm-hmm. Behind you and against the walls of the building, there are uh, buffet. There's buffet food. Oh. There will be a buffet. (laughs) After the satanic lights, there will be fruit salad. Yes. Okay. Shrimp cocktail. Shrimp, absolutely. (laughs) It's only the finest. Okay. So uh, there is a bell thrice rung by one of the children. The awkward poetess strikes the three (laughs) dimes slightly out of tune. (laughs) Jay Wolf as deacon leads the congregation in recitation of the cult's credo. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. Helen, as the priestess, blesses the congregation and calls, Come forth, O man! Uh-oh. At the rear of the temple, mm. the coffin, uh, there's a coffin. The coffin door opens. Oh, oh and a man, Yes. And a man in a black robe emerges. 
He is in his 60s, but still hale and healthy with a tan. Your basic, you know, Sean Connery type. This yeah. is Wilfred Smith okay. in the role of priest. A child presents him with a ceremonial spear, and he makes his way through the congregation to stand before the priestess at the altar. Mm. He speaks the words of the priest that you guys did. Oh, no. Helen disrobes and stands oh, naked God. before him. Oh, no. As written, folks, oh. in the congregation. I'm having, yeah. I'm as she speaks flashbacks. the words of the priest. Yeah. As the priestess. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, God. They embrace and part, and the priestess puts her robes back on. At this point... Sense trouble difficulty four, everybody. Yes, yes. Oh. I'm just going to do a straight roll on that one. Yep. Likewise. One. Fail. One. Fail. Oh, six. Hey! Yay! <laughs> we all get knocked on the back of the head, except... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody else who's not Boucher is simply watching the uh, service, which uh, Smith is taking up the knife and goes to the priestess. He makes Whoa. a cut in her hand with the knife. Whoa! Oh, that wouldn't he, catch my attention. Uh, yeah. Yes. He collects a few drops into the dripping blood in the chalice into which she mixes some wine. But you are distracted by a muffled sound coming from the other side of the door in the gathering hall outside the sanctuary. Ah. It's a scuffle. Hmm. What are you going to do? Yes, I'm going to go investigate. Can I yes. get out yes, you can. noticing? Yes, you can. Okay, I'll there are three quietly sp- back out. <laughs> All right, you're going into the house, going past the fruit salad. You see... <laughs> Quinn Smith, the little girl, the little boy, Alexis Wimpole, the little girl, uh-huh. and the nanny, and three strangers, mm. oh. uh, three tough-looking guys. Okay. Okay. I don't recognize any of them from the van from yesterday, or no, you don't recognize any of these. Oh, okay. No, you don't recognize any of these oh. men. Yeah. You notice that they are grabbing the child, Alexis. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wish I was there. I'm wondering if they're the three guys from the psychohistory lecture. Oh. But that's just... So I rush forward and uh, stop them from uh, grabbing Alexis. Yeah. What are you there? Uh, See, we're friends. We're friends of the little girl's father here. Uh, Uh. He wants her back. So you're not going to get in our way here. Oh, Oh, God. Betty, the mom. Where is she? Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, the service is continuing. <laughs> oh, they brought someone with a scuffling of six. Yeah. The priest. <laughs> Look, you. You <laughs> Well, just hang on. Hold on to your shorts there, buddy. All right, all right. The service inside continues. The priest drinks from the chalice, as does the priestess. Mm. The deacon then goes around to the members of the congregation with the chalice. Oh. This oh, isn't man. dangerous at all. Yeah. Uh, oh, offering yeah. them to drink. As the, the priest chants a litany of blessings. At some point, don't oh, Yes, yes, <laughs> they hear you. Yeah. Saying, Help! <laughs> and then Quen runs through the doorway saying, The bad men are taking Alexis! The bad men are taking Alexis! Oh, okay. Okay, we're rushing out. We're yeah, yeah, rushing out. out now, do I recognize them? You do! Oh. You do recognize oh. the psycho historians. Oh. Um, Betty is screaming. She's trying oh. to grab her child back yeah. from the psycho historians. Yeah. Nobody yeah. hit the fat guy with a two by four. It won't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looks up at one of them and says, Miles, how could you? Oh. Miles. Ah. Miles. Okay. That's right. Right. And then some of the some of the thelemites are like, oh, it'll, don't worry, don't worry. And then some of them are like, oh, this so. is horrible. Yeah. So it was a general hubbub. It's a hubbub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a hubbub. Okay. 
So where's the little girl right now? Like, is she she's being, she's being she's held she's by Miles. By, she's grabbed by one Miles one. Hollister is his name. All right. Mm. Um, we got orders to get both Alexis and Betty. Oh my God. But we'll just but we'll just take Betty if if it comes. Well, um, the 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 girl's father, the girl's oh. father. Okay. Her, you know, like. There are legal procedures. Yes. <laughs> so. And at that. Richard Demille. Boom! Right in the chops. Oh. Wow. Sends you sprawling. Yeah. Oh my God. What is with everyone hitting me? Yep. <laughs> exactly. You don't have scuffling, do you? Huh. You don't oh. have scuffling, do you? Um, Give me a scuffling. You have scuffling? If she, if he has it. Oh, Otherwise, I'm sorry. I should look at this damn auto. sheet you spent all this Would time. That, um, it's under general. 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 I don't it would be yeah. right Okay, he's laid out. She's <laughs> good. <laughs> Voucher. I don't. Oh, I do actually. Oh, I All right, come on, a scuffle. It's right. a melee. I see that it's shit. a melee. <laughs> Boom. Come on in. Yeah. All right, give me a scuffle. All right, I'm spending two points on scuffling. Right, Likewise. And I succeed at my scuffles. Cool. Okay, it doesn't seem to hurt him. God damn it, I should have known. <gasps> he ain't no mook. He does not seem to hurt him. I'll go against yeah. another one and give him a good old belt with a six. Get yeah? You give him a belt with a... Oh, man. Um, let me see. Phew. Mm-hmm. He is... He's hes actually getting happier the more you hit him. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, my God. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, he did He No, he's a, he's your match. He's your match, man. Oh. And now other Thelemite men in their robes are yeah. starting to get fractious, and they're picking shit up. Oh, oh. Towards like, us or towards, no, towards them? Okay, okay. Well, it's kind of a general craziness. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind yeah. Of a lot of shouting. There's medallions swinging. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's like one of those parliament brawls in like uh, uh-huh. exactly. China or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's fruit salad flying. Fruit salad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There goes the ambrosia. Wilfred Smith has <laughs> got one of the it's one of uh, Richard <laughs> Richard Demille, one of the guys. Wilfred Smith has got mm-hmm. him and is trying to like. Like really engage him and talk to keep him from fighting. You know, it's really it's like everybody's oh trying God. what they're good at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So where's the little girl? Was is she been unhanded? Is she like, still grabbed by Miles? Right. If Miles she's is been fighting, unhanded. then I she's think. been unhanded. Can I, can I find her and grab her? Mm. Yes. Okay. Frank, here comes Frank Dressler. I don't care. All right. <laughs> let's go. Let's go for it. Here comes Iron Balls McGinty. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, oh it's on oh. now, chaps. Oh dear. Uh-oh. Here we I go. I'm still laid out. Alright, well, I'm okay. not fighting her anything. I'm not gonna fight him. Yeah, you don't. Well, you're not gonna scuffling. fight him. I'm scuffling, but. Scuffling can represent just general. Just moving. Listen, scuffling. lady. Yeah. I gotta get that kid. No! You're not gonna stand in my way! Well, I am! Give me that kid! No! Leave her alone! The kid's ours! No! So. So you, like... you would make a scuffling roll. Alright. Uh, spend what you will on it. What's the difficulty? Four, probably? Yep. Yeah, unless Jen says otherwise. Yep, no. It's four. I make it. You made it. Mm. Oh. I'm like holding her. Ooh, this is making him so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? Bob. <laughs> A little help. Actually, I'm going to like um, just jump on his back. Oh. <laughs> wow. You're like, you get your hands off of her. Uh, uh, so, uh, two points uh, to scuffling. Uh, 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 and I fail. Oh. I'm gonna shake you right off, but you do notice that I have a gun. Oh! <laughs> <In the> scuffling. <laughs> so I hit the ground and I'm shouting, "This guy's got heat!" <laughs> uh, somebody call the police. 
Police! Police! Someone does call the police. Mm-hmm. And uh, now the three guys get the kid. They have the kid. No! What? Yep, they have the kid. They got the kid. Yep. They get the kid. They get They get the kid. And they're trying to get Betty, too. No, not They're trying happening. to get Betty. Yeah. Not happening. No. They're trying to get us both. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm getting in the middle. All right. All right. Yeah, what's yeah. Bob going to do? All right. Um, well, if they're trying to get her, but they already have the kid. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try to put myself in such a position that, you know, Betty can, you know, escape if she so needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Betty's running towards Wilf- Wilfred Smith, who she yeah. thinks will protect her. All right. And so I will delay them until the rest of the congregation arrives with their, you know, mm-hmm. handheld objects of violence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the the thugs, mm. Frank Dressler, Richard DeMille, son of Cecil B. DeMille, yeah, I was like, Whoa. and Miles Hollister get Alexis and get inside their black sedan uh, and uh, screech away just as the cops are pulling up. Oh. Yeah. Follow them! The cops stumble out of their car, are Amazed by this lunacy that they're seeing around them, yeah, with what's going on, right? <laughs> and they take you all. What kind of car? What about it? the kidnapping? <laughs> yeah. We'll figure that all out at the station. Get in the get in the uh, wagon. Uh, Y'all go to the joint. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> we'll get it all figured out later. Uh, and that's the end of part one. Oh. All right. Good call. GG, everyone. Yeah. So good, Jen. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love it when you're in the game. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, boy.